Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hello again guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night. My name is Thomas and welcome to another episode of the Brocast Podcast and joining me as always, he's my bro and he's your bro too. Give it up for Alan. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Brocast. It is he, it is me, it is I, it is Alan of the Brocast. Thomas, how are you, bro? Bro, I'm going good, and I think people noticed in a few of our tweets, we had some weather come through uh, yesterday, and it actually prevented us from recording. We were literally like seconds away from logging on to Skype, and I had all my stuff set up, my iPad, my microphone, and next thing you know, I lost Wi-Fi, and I texted yes. you on my 3G, and I said, bro, have you lost Wi-Fi? And you're like, yep, my internet's flying up, and yeah, so we pulled the pin on last night, but here we are on Saturday night, the 30th of April, recording what should be a great wrestling companion. Yes, I hope. Uh, yeah, it's been very interesting. Last night we just had like a storm out of nowhere, and it just hit parts of us where we were, you know, respectful areas, and it was just nasty. Yeah, and uh, yeah, my Wi-Fi for a, maybe maybe an hour was gone, and then after that I was like, well, if I'm not going to record. I might as well jump and do a bit of gaming, and uh, I think I got a message from you. It was around about half past twelve saying um the internet has been turned back on i've got my wi-fi back on and in my head i'm like i wonder if the next message he's gonna write is hey do you want to record now at the wee hours of the morning but you didn't so then i i was gonna say that doesn't that doesn't sound like something i would do well actually it does something no it it does sound like some some bullshit thing you would do oh bro wake up elk i'm here in person wake up elk Hey, just coming <laughs> off us and we'll do, we'll do a broadcast podcast. Come on, man. Please. You're just going to get up all staggering. Who, who are you? Where am I? What's going, what are we doing? What are we doing? Going to find a shirt? What's this shit? Yes, I think the latest we've ever had, we've had to record once before where it took us like an hour and a half just to get the internet to work. And then I think it was one of the TNA shows. We like did half and then like we lost internet. 
we took a half an hour break and then we did it again and then at one point i think we actually re-recorded something like we were like stuff it <laughs> that was shit let's just start again let's just start yeah. from match one we'll do half the show and then we'll just do we'll just crop it and put it all together but here we are guys this is actually episode 129 and this marks wrestling companion number 78 and we're looking forward to uh you know again providing you guys with some great hilarity as we do each and every month in regards to our show you can download all episodes and up at itunes on podbean Castbox, and a range of different podcast providers also on our social medias you can check us out on our instagram page or one word the broadcast podcast or more directly on twitter slide into our dms on the broadcast twitter page at b-r-o-k-a-s-t ellen should we uh, kick off with uh, some game talk or we're going to do some wonderful world we live in totally up to you what would you like to do bro if you take I reckon week. we do some, well, I reckon game talk, because we're just chatting off the mic. Alan's actually entered, guys, into the world of PlayStation 5, Al. That is right. Just recently, um, I haven't put up any photos. Or I didn't really make write up anything on any of my socials that I actually got a 5, because um, it was just a fear in the back of my neck that, you know, someone was going to come in the middle of the night, punch my head in, and then take my... Um, and take the PlayStation, and I'm like, no, 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 not on, not on my watch, not today, Satan. So no, I made very sure not to tell the world that I've got one. But yes, I'm telling the people now. Yes, I have one, and I'm a very happy chappy. Uh, it is the I've got the digital version, so no more discs. It's gone of the days of the discs for me, and I must say it is pretty sweet. Yes. Yes, it's something that I know Alan's been very excited about because I remember when I first got mine, I think he popped over here and checked it out and you were like, yep, I know it's awesome. I'm going to wait. I know they yep. will eventually come. I know there will be a waiting list and I know there will suddenly be a burst where there'll be, you know, 100 available right now. you got to jump on it right now. And I know that's what you did when we caught up a couple of weeks ago. You said, yep, I saw it advertised. And tell the people Al, how you actually paid for it too. Uh, for the past three years... I have been collecting gift cards from friends, family, work colleagues, um, you name it. Um, last year, I actually, um, the job I was actually working at, um, I, it was a parting gift that some of the parents got together because I'm, I'm a teacher's aide, got together and actually got a few gift cards for me as they sort of sent me on my way. And um, I basically pay for the entire console and some controllers and a head, headphone set, all with gift cards. No money out of pocket for your boy right here. And question, how many mm. gift cards was it? Do you really want to know? Yeah, I can just see you coming in with a bag. So 20. Jesus, hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were, 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 were any of them used, like 10 bucks off this one? I didn't touch them. This one? I had oh, uh, every time I had one, I collected it and I had it like a jar uh, that I, as soon as I got it, I put it straight into the jar, closed the lid, and said, "No, this is not for uh, purposely. You know, I'm I'm going to use these are going to be specifically used for the PlayStation Five if I can get it." And then at the back, of it, there was a time where I was just like, "I don't have a chance. I'm not getting it. What's the point? What's the point?" I, I was pretty much I had given up. And I went over to another company to hopefully put my I put my name down on a list, and they said to me, you know, we could probably get one or two. We might get even thirty, and you know, there's just 
you're on the waiting list. And I said, yeah, no problem. Mm. And, um, yeah, suddenly just on the on the Twitter of all things, the, um, the actual company that I went and bought the actual uh, console from, it actually had a tweet saying, hey, just release now. Digital versions are now available to pre-order. So I jumped into that ass like I had like a bat out of hell and just went click, 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 grabbed a gift card, click, 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 everything done online. So uh, that was one half that was paid off. Then the other half. So, yeah, that is it. I have now purchased, and it's in in my office here, in my end of the family's office, right here, right now. The PlayStation Five. Good job, Al. Thank you very much. And um, I've been been kind of glad to be actually going back on some of the multiplayer games that when I did have the four, I'd be right in the middle of a game and it would just crash and I wouldn't be able to play. And I'd just sit there like, oh, what now? Oh, shit. You know, <laughs> it was just really depressing. And, um, yeah, just actually go back today and then, you know, because, again, these are the games that I've owned from the four that have now been passed over to answer the five that now they're so easily to download and to actually start playing. So, yeah, this is, it actually is pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Well, the first thing you'll probably notice is the speed change when it comes to games even loading too. That was Audio unbelievable. Quality, yes. Game quality. Yes. Like I've sat there when I first got one and just watched so many YouTube videos about like how to best set up your PlayStation 5 for like your best audio, your best visuals. And I'm blown away by it. Like some of the it games is. you can play today on that console, when you feel the actual control moving, it lights up. It's like, yes. this is like, this is the future. This is how it's going to be now. So. My son was actually quite rapt about it as well, too, because he was just like, I can't believe we're getting the five, Dad. I said, yeah, mate, it's going to be kind of fun. Um, yes, you'll be able to play some of the games that you enjoy, because, yes, we've got them digitally. Um, maybe not all of them, because some of them are discs, but then later in time, they always have massive discount sales on these particular games. We can always purchase them in the future. But other than that, they're very cool around this household. Oh, very nice. Very, very nice. And I think, again, you you will get a lot of play out of it. I know I, I tried. We got our, I think I talked about it on the last show or two. We got our PlayStation 4 repaired because we had uh, some, yes. a broken HDMI issue and even playing it up. Hey, guys, the 4 is back on. We laid up and I'm like, this is so slow. Like <laughs> to go from a 4 to a 5 and then a 5 back to a 4, you're like, my expectations are not the four anymore. Like I want the frame frame rate to be better, the audio to be better, the loading times. I'm like, no, nah, I, I can only play games on a five now. So the I four's more like the kids can play it for their Lego games and the kind of ones yes. that aren't mega in size. But yes. yeah, you can definitely tell when you go from four to a five, it's completely different. I still have my four. I haven't um, sort of taken out the, the back give it a shot you know i'm going to uh, see what i can do with it for the future i'm actually currently right now trying to sell some games out there for people who are interested um i've got them on the old facebook um marketplace so luckily i've actually sold a few which is kind of nice um, but then the day of what to do with the actual console that actually sounds like a 740 jet taking off you know um will what will happen with it will i make some money out of it time will tell because mm. it, it still works though it still functions well doesn't it your old four it does it just it's very loud 
the yeah. fan the fan has been through the blender it i think it needs to, uh, i think a new one altogether or just the system just needs to have a rest mm. well you know send it to me i'll have it we'll make some profit out of it and sounds good we'll talk that off <laughs> off when the mics are off hey tom did you sell it yeah it was the money oh i bought maccas i yeah, bought maccas oh. Yeah, there was a triple cheeseburger meal I really need to get. I got 14 of them. Oh. <laughs> it was a stupid idea. That takes us back to the other day when we called up with the family. We were actually talking about food mm. and things that we, we've discussed about certain types of um, like takeaway foods that we've had in the past. And I remember we were talking to uh, our brother, Nathan. And our sister as well, too, with all the stuff that we've ever had. And every time you guys brought up something, it just made me go, what's that? What? Oh, because, again, I, don't, I try not to have fast food as much as I can. If I do, it's only sort of like a big sort of celebration type of thing, like a birthday or maybe a little quick get-together. Or if it's been a hard night on the piss, you know, you just go, no, nah, uh, this thing's going to help me recover. Um for the next day or to get me home. So, yeah, it just took me back to just talking about, you know, those 14 uh, triple cheeseburger meals. So, yeah. Yes, I think I've realised that the older that you get, you know, we don't have the bellies we once did when we were in our drinking age where we could smash a massive KFC tower burger and a box meal and pizza. Mm -hmm. We look at it now and go, it's not a good idea. You know, this will play on me for the next three days and that bathroom will become my friend. And I'll be sitting yes. there for a long time thinking the whole time, stupid idea, the bloody stupid idea. Good to, uh, yes, that's right. Oddly enough, that you've actually speaking about the toilet because I think that might be a nice little segue to a special thing that you and I have brought back, right? Well, before we actually kick into the next segment, guys, I just gotcha. want to do a quick shout out to not one but two great promos. Check these guys out. Main Event Marks is a retro pro wrestling podcast hosted by two lifelong wrestling marks and walking wrestling encyclopedias, Troy and Greg. Every Wednesday, we do a breakdown and review from a fan's perspective on some of wrestling's biggest and most forgotten shows ever, along with the industry news from that time period taking you back in history to when that event took place. Main Event Marks is available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Main Event underscore Marks. Well, hello there. My name is Ryan, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Vinny. And we are the hosts of the Front Face Lock Podcast. We are brought to you in part by Lucky 13 Beard Company. You can find them at Lucky13BeardCO.com or on Twitter at Lucky13BeardCO. Here at the Front Face Lock Podcast, we drink... We watch old wrestling pay-per-views, and we give our twisted, drunken views on what we are watching. And sometimes, for no reason, we'll go off on a drunken rant about whatever's on our mind. You can find us at anchor.fm slash frontfacelockpodcast, or anywhere else you can find a podcast. Instagram and Facebook at frontfacelockpodcast, and Twitter at frontfacelock. If there's anything you want to hear, you can email us at frontfacelockpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, we are back, and I'm going to let Alan handle this part because he was just about to talk about it because I can see the excitement on his face for a story he wants to tell. So, Well, we've brought it back, guys. It's time yet again for your favourite segment, my favourite segment, Tom's favourite segment. 
it's the wonderful world we live in. And then, yes, we've spoken about this on previous podcasts before us from the early days of our, when our show first started in, it started in its infancy. And then for a time, we had a bit of a break and we stopped talking about it. I think it's because there was so much madness going on in the world, especially during COVID. We sort of wanted to keep the wrestling hilarity up there and try not to bring people down and be like, today in the news, COVID toilet paper gone away. No, it's not happening. It's all good now. Now we are bringing you guys a new installment of the wonderful world we live in. And Tom, if you don't mind, can I start? Bro, take it away. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> this is from the Sky News uh, segment on the UK and around the world. And this was written by Rachel Russell. She's a news reporter. And this was put up on Saturday, the 23rd of April. So just a couple of weeks ago. Here we go. Woman rescued after falling in toilet while trying to retrieve phone at the top of the Mount Walker in Washington State. A woman was left feeling flushed after she was strongly encouraged to seek medical attention due to being exposed to human waste. A woman had to be rescued by firefighters after a falling into a toilet while trying to find her mobile phone that had accidentally been dropped into it. The woman, who has not been named, was on the top of the Mount Walker in the Olympic Nation Forest northwest of Seattle, Washington State, when the incident occurred near the car park. She was using her phone when suddenly it fell into the vault toilet, according to the Kipside Sun. The vault toilet is a non-flush is a non-flush toilet, which is uh, constructed with a vault or seat container that is buried deep, deep down into the ground. Barron Fire Department Tim, sorry Barron. Department Chief Tim Manley said the woman, aged in her 40s, managed to take the toilet seat off and use a dog lead to try to get the phone. When that didn't work, she used the lead to tie around her, um, tie around herself to the toilet as she reached for it, but re- the resulted of her falling head first. Mr. Manley said they uh, that did uh, they didn't work very well, and in she went. He added that the woman tried to get out for about ten to fifteen minutes on her own. She then called nine one one after being reunited with her phone down the toilet. Firefighter uh, firefighters passed her blocks to stand on past her blocks to stand on each of the har- to a harness in which they arrived to pull her out of the vault. The Bryan Fire Department added she said uh, said that she was uninjured in the Tuesday's incident. After being washed down 
the department said that she was they strongly agreed to seek medical medical attention after being exposed to human waste, but she only wanted to leave. Mr. Manley said, "I've been doing this job for forty years, and this was the first and there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That is my wonderful world we live in so did they say how how far she fell down? If it didn't really it didn't really say how far that that she fell in, but it was one of those toilets where basically it's just just a hole in the middle and, and you just sit there and just yeah do your thing. I was going to say it reminds me of those drop dunnies guys we have in yes. Australia and yes. I recently got back from a holiday we traveled to another state and we had to stop on a lot of those along the way. Yes. And looking at this story and thinking about where I went, they are quite deep. Yes. So the fact that they said that she was given blocks, like she could have broken her neck, like mm-hmm. going head first down. And to think, I don't know how often they clean out these dunnies down here in Australia, guys. Yes. But these ones I went to, I reckon it's a once a year clean. Yes. Um, so I recommend that woman should have had some, uh, should have had a, a proper visit. My question is, have you ever dropped your phone in a toilet before? In your uh, ever past of how of all the phones you've ever had, have you ever dropped it in the toilet? I've dropped I've dropped a phone, not my iPhone. I dropped one of my old flip phones mm-hmm. when I was at a nightclub when I was like I don't know twenty. I was trying to take a selfie and I dropped it. So, well, with your dick out. Uh, was it in front of question? the mirror? What was that? Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. No, no. no I remember. I just it was it was an old Nokia flip phone. I remember dropping yes. it and then quickly grabbing it, and it still worked. And then within like ten minutes, it just didn't turn on. Just turned off, and I'm like, okay, uh-huh. okay. Damn it, damn water in there. So yes, I have. Um, I think I have. I definitely have. I, I had an old um, iPhone. I think it was a five, maybe just one time, just. You know, taking a leak, and again, this is again, yeah. Some people go, "Oh, that's disgusting. Why do you take? Why do you take your phone in the toilet?" Because sometimes I need to sit down, and I, I, you know, I want to look at some memes. This is way before TikTok was even invented, so we had vines back then. But yeah, I think one time I remember just—I think I was um, at the toilet, and next I, I went to get my phone. It was next to me, and it might have slipped out of my hand and went into the toilet. I remember screaming some swear words and then quickly getting it out um, before I even started flushing. So, yep, your, your boy at the one time had a phone that was soaked in urine and so was his hand and then grabbed it out and actually threw it into the actual sink and tried not to wash it, but it was like trying to sprinkle it all out and it worked fine. It was mm. actually kind of weird. It was like, holy shit, how the hell is this thing still working? Yeah. So there, there but isn't, go, but go. isn't there phones that at the moment now they actually are waterproof? Like they're actually built to take into the pool with you. They I think can go underwater to take those pictures. So I think there are certain like limits of where you can do. Like you can't go to the depths of the very bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I think it's like a certain level of water that is actually quite tolerable to these actual um, phones. But yeah, I don't mm. recommend it. And uh, to hope to that person who I just did the story about, I hope that person as well. Because a toilet's not, uh, sorry, the uh, phone's not that important. You can always get a new phone. Mm, no, true. Mm. True, true. All right, my one. Now, okay. I, I actually had like five <laughs> that I was trying to work out which one should I do. 
and I thought I might keep these four for future ones, and I Sounds decided good. to keep it in keep it in the realm of uh, paranormal UFO Ooh, based yes. stuff. And I've been really deep in that, as you know. I love my UFO stuff, and I come across this story, and it's it is dated. I think it's from a couple of months ago, but I just read it and thought this is really interesting. With my conspiracy hat on that I love to wear and never take off, let's kick off with this story. The headline first, right? So Robbie Williams the singer right so robbie williams quotations abducted by aliens says ufo researcher who saw him on a quotation spaceship a ufo researcher claims he met robbie williams on a spaceship when he was abducted by aliens on the outskirts of bradford former bradford businessman russell cullett 57 said he was on his motorbike driving home from a friend's house in Bingley when he was abducted by aliens back in 1999, according to the Daily Star. He said that he was near Druid's altar and was taken in to a military unit, in quotations. Dealing his experience to the Yorkshire Live podcast, he said, I went through a tunnel and ended up in a room with tall, bald aliens. They had the looks of a human, but were over 10 feet tall. That's not the norm, is it? There were some smaller ones, and they all looked the same. Mr. Cullett, who now lives in Fidley in North Yorkshire, said he was put in a chair and was given an injection in the back of his neck. I am saying, what's going on? What's going on? I had a tube in my mouth and down my throat. I was panic-stricken. He was then transferred to another room and given a uniform and a series of weapons. Mr. Cullett started remembering the event during flashbacks. He recollected being in a military unit, reading for, quotations, a mission. He, Williams, is behind me. We both had helmets on. I was ready to go on a mission. I looked at him. He must have been the leader one. I said, don't I know you from somewhere? Aren't you Robbie Wo An alien then shouted, get back in line, said Mr. Cutlet. You do not mess with these dudes, Robbie added. This is serious stuff. It is not a joke. It is called abduction. Mr. Cullet, who initially refrained from sharing his story as some people told him it was far too far-fetched, said he's not the only one who's been abducted by aliens and more than you realize have been through similar experiences. He is now working on a book about his abduction, which is being titled E.T. Rider, in reference to his motorbike. But the title of the book, due out next year, has been changed to Through the Eye of an Alien. Robbie Williams has also spoken about his fascination with extraterrestrial years after Mr. Cullett's claimed abduction and has also produced a BBC4 documentary on the topic. Interesting note, though, the music star has not denied the story when he was approached by the Daily Star, simply saying to a reporter, no comment. Comment, Sal. Just instantly just had the X-Files music in my head as this was playing. And then 
then suddenly when you hear Robbie Williams, it's Rock DJ, where he's just in the video clip ripping off his flesh and then throwing at all the hot, hot uh, roller derby chicks. Wow. Um, yeah, I always, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a bit of a hard trip that this fellow might have been on because he's describing of like being taken to a place and then being something in the back of his neck and maybe it's maybe that's a shot of like penicillin not penicillin but more like adrenaline maybe he's just going through something because he's been taken to a hospital and then maybe the tube down the neck or down the throat is basically um he's about to swallow his own tongue and then he needs to get his stomach pumped because whatever pills he might have digested or boofed have something's happened and now it's made him have a wild trip um going back to robbie williams i do know about it he does believe in this extra material stuff like he really digs on it so i can mm. see him having a, a field day with it so that's a very interesting story it made me think that maybe he was actually listening to Robbie Williams' music on his bike. And he tripped out. And, and then crashed his bike or something and suffered an injury. Yep. But the fact that what blows my mind is that when Robbie's asked about that situation, yep. though, he says no comment. So it's like, hold on, was this real? Like, is Robbie a soldier in the military? In Where are they? Yorkshire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in 99, you know, having some type of war. Yeah. Um, What's your view on that one? It's, I, um, because it's set in Yorkshire, in England, because it's very much like Doctor Who, and I mainly think of that. So I, I'm even thinking, if it's Christopher Eccleston's Doctor, who had the leather jacket, that would be pretty boss, I'm not going to lie. He was a good Doctor. Hell, you could even have Tenet jump in, that would be awesome. There was even that great episode that came out years ago, it was called Day of the Doctor, and was basically all the Doctors got together and they actually had to stop. Um, oh, I can't remember the, the baddies in the actual episode, but they actually had to come together and stop them. And Oh, sorry, it was the Daleks, of course, because they were in it. Mm. But um, they had to stop the destroyance of Gallifrey, and just to hear that. So, yeah, it could be interesting. Again, Doctor Who's all about aliens, and yeah, the one thing about the Brits that they do well is a sci-fi series. I mean, yes, we've had stuff like with Star Wars in the past and stuff like that, and now Marvel doing some great stuff. But when you hear about the Brits doing something cool with sci-fi, and I mean, let's think of Robbie Williams, you go over to the Doctor. So, interesting. I want to again, is this book available? Is it coming out this year, or is it already out? Or Yeah, well, the article was only from a few weeks ago. I'm actually, I'm actually keen to actually get it. Again, I've been yes. using this COVID time to read up a lot of my iBooks I have on my iPad. So, you know, I think I will be purchasing what's what was known as E.T. Rider, now known as Through the Eye of an Alien. Yeah, the E.T. Rider sounds like somebody he couldn't, like, um, use because E.T. is owned by Spielberg's company for, you know, E.T. phone home, extraterrestrial. And then Rider just is like, you know, I think his new title sounds a lot better. But it would be an interesting read, I would imagine. Well, there you go, guys. There's another edition of the wonderful world we live in. All right, guys, before we actually kick in to our live watch-along wrestling companion number 78, we want to give a shout-out to not one but two great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out. Do you like professional wrestling, movies, sports, pop culture? Do you want to hear three wacky guys talk about any 
and all combinations of any of these things? Well, View From The Top Rope is the podcast for you. Releasing weekly on Thursdays, Diesel, JR, and myself, Chad, answer any and all questions from our amazing high flyers. Listen to View From The Top Rope only on the Visionaries Wrestling Network across iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and multiple others. View From The Top Rope, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. What's up, everybody? I am the patron state of podcasting, the warden, Matt Ritter, the host of the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Yes, you heard that right. And I'm here to tell you about the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the Smack and Raw podcast. Me and my co-host, Vince Delgado and Miss Katie Kinsey Bebe of the She Leads Showcase do a weekly recap where we cover Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and Rampage. We are on Pornhub, YouTube, and every audio platform you could think of and we are spitting what we don't like and swallowing what we do every week we've also got guests from some of your favorite podcasts so if you want to have fun take your pants off put in your headphones pull up to your favorite listening or viewing device relax and just have a good time catch up on the week in wrestling in our own unique way come check us out you guys can find me at matt ritter that is at m-a-t-t-r-i-d-d-e-r on Twitter only there you will get Linktree slash Smack and Raw that'll get you all of the audio platforms as well as Pornhub you guys can also check out Linktree slash Creation World and that will get you the YouTube the merchandise and the Pornhub as well as other great podcasts from Creation World which is the banner under which the Smack and Raw podcast exists if you want to get everything in one shot go to creationworld.com there you'll find Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow if you're a fan of DC uh CW superhero stuff. If you want to check out the Smack and Raw podcast, if you want to check out our other show, Return to Wrestling, where me and my co-host Travis go back in time and he forces me to sit down and watch old WCW Nitros and pay-per-views and I have to suffer through Hulk Hogan repeatedly. If that sounds like something that you think is fun, come check that out as well. We also have a YouTube-only show hosted by Vince called Spitter Swallow that you can find on our YouTube. We've got so much content for you. Dungeons After Dark as well. That episode two is coming. It is our most viewed episode on Pornhub. So if any of this sounds appealing to you, I can't wait to have you guys come follow us, listen to us, and interact with all of you. Like I said, take your pants off, pull up, get comfortable, and let's have a good time. All right, guys, welcome back. And it's now time to announce our 78th Wrestling Companion. If you check out our Twitter page and our Instagram page, you would have noticed yesterday we actually announced we are traveling back to 1997 and we are watching WWF In Your House, A Cold Day in Hell. Any comments on this one, Al? This is actually a really good show. Um, I think about a month ago, maybe a bit, I actually put up a tweet. It was the last time I actually got quite intoxicated. Um, I actually put a tweet up and wrote, uh, watching In Your House, Cold Day in Hell, and getting drunk. And that was it, pretty much. That hashtag WWE, I think. That was the last thing I remember. I, I, I tweeted about this actual show. So yeah, this actually is a good show to watch. And it's 1997, so and that's near our time. So 1997, 98, 99 is where we really enjoy. This is a good time to actually go back and watch some wrestling here. So to watch along with us, guys, go to the premium section on the WWE Network or on the Peacock. Uh, click In Your House. Scroll down to In Your House number 15. And the actual tagline is, Cold Day in Hell features Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Flash Funk, The Rock versus Mankind, and The Nation of Domination versus Ahmed Johnson. 
The Undertaker defends the WWE Championship against Stone Cold Steve Austin, plus Vader faces Ken Shamrock in a no-holes-barred match. Alan, could you give us our countdown on your side? All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to press play with us in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. The World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years. More than that now. And sports entertainment. I was going to say, what's it, what, 70 years almost now? Yes. Yes. Mm. It's The Undertaker. The Dead Man. Yeah. The Hall so of Famer. Actually... I actually just finished watching this yesterday, and I actually really dug on this show. I think it was a really good choice. And as Alan just said, yeah, take her in the Hall of Fame. And again, we actually haven't caught up, guys, since WrestleMania. We didn't. We both watched it, but our last episode came out, I think, the day before night two. So as this show goes through, we might talk about a little bit about Mania, maybe one of our favorite, you know, maybe favorite matches of both nights, and you know where the company's going now. There was a few cuts I know that came out today with the NXT brand, but again. As we said, this era, 1997, we weren't watching WWE at this time. We came within the next year. And as we've said many episodes, it was King of the Ring, uh, 1998, was the very first show that I actually checked out. And I never actually asked you, did you ever know about WWE prior to me knowing about it? Because then you had older friends than me. Did you know of wrestling? Did you? Oh, okay, cool. I did. I did. I had a couple of friends that were sort of... Um who would say to me, you know, oh, we watched uh, Superstars the other night, and holy shit, they, they weren't even hitting each other, that shit's not real, and I remember just looking at them going, who gives a shit? It looks like it looks like fun, it looks like they're having good times there, so and then there would always be you have these sort of the quote-unquote cool guys do you watch wrestling? Oh, you must be gay, and it was back then back in the day where you would be like offended, like, "Hey, man, I'm not gay. Don't say that about me." Mm. Now it's just like, "Haha, man, you're gay." And like, what of it? And they're like, "Oh, um, never mind." So we got Jr. and Jerry Lawyer on our. I love that right shot. Now. They uh, the shot they use there of Ken Shamrock wearing the white top and the black vest. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just couldn't get a topless photo. They got Vader there looking intimidating, and Shamrock wearing a black. <laughs> vest with a white t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. And there went Armand Johnson. Oh, oh Flash. Oh, Funky Hair. Flash. I do you love like your Flash, song. don't you? I do, I do. He's all Funky Hair. Look at this pimp daddy. Looks like that coat that Kramer had in that episode of... Um, of Seinfeld, where he looked like a pimp. Oh, what he's going down the street, yeah. Yes, that's one of my favorite that's scenes. When, in the what world. was that one? That's when Elaine has that friend who works for that, uh, what was it, Technicolor cool, Dreamhouse cool. or something like that, yeah. And Kramer's got the hat, cool. the cane, <laughs> the officer. Cool, lady. Cool. What, are you doing hey, over, what are you doing over there? Pimp. All right, turn to your head, Where's the funky? Where's these uh, little funkadactyls? Didn't he have like a couple of women that come down with him? Uh usually are they up on the guardrails on the ramps, or they disappeared? I don't think they came out with him. I think he just came out by himself. And for those seeking up, Al, uh, what time are you at? Uh, hi, I am at three forty-six, three minutes forty-seven, three fifty. Tito Santana, arriba! 
on our screens doing the Espanol commentary. I watched a funny thing show. the other day. I was um I was watching the 1997 King of the Ring, the event after this, and Vince McMahon's on commentary with JR. And when they welcome me to the show, Vince gets out of his chair and individually goes up to each member of the other Spanish teams. And also the French team introduces and it says, now here we go back to the rampway. Like he actually does a full, like, like a host on the TV show. You're like, what the hell are you doing, Vince? Like, this is like Jesus a talk, like a full okay. TV show. Yeah, it was weird. Yep. Here he comes. Last... Come on. It's the game. Time to play the game. And Flash Funk, oh, okay. um, last time I think we saw him on like uh, today, or maybe a couple of years ago, was on the episode of um, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. That's right. That's with the whole yeah. thing over there in um, Japan. Japan, wasn't it? Yeah. The Korean. The Korean time. And Who was he going to is... fight? Was it Scott Norton or was it someone he was, else? He, he was he... going to. Yeah. I think the idea he wanted to kill Scott Norton. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, the well, man. this is actually, this is post the whole, what, the click. You know, Nash and Hall are both gone. You know, Sean was still active, but this was uh, really the rise of, this was probably his one of his big years because within eventually DX was formed in September of this actual That's year. Right. So, what, within about three to four months away? So. And here's China. He's and we just, it? yep, Hunter Hearst Helmsley at the night two of WrestleMania came out and left his boots in the ring, symboling a uh, a retirement. Shotgun Saturday night. Watch out! Yeah, watch it was out! A good watch touch out! That I kind of kind of wish that happened on the night after. I think that would have been a cool raw moment, but it's still good though. You know, again, Trevor's one of my favourites. I think Same. the way he went out was. Not the best way for him, but then, you know, anytime someone has to go out with anything to do with a heart issue is terrible. But, you know, he's a really good talent. Again, he's been on so many of these Watch Along Companions guys, like even from the beginning. I think him yes. and Sting are the two that have been on almost every companion we've done. But we really haven't done a lot of this timeline of him, which is cool. No. Yes. So we got Flash Funk takes on Hunter Hearst Helmsley. This is like a match you could do on Warzone. In the game, mm. where they just be standing like this the whole time, you know. I actually have no memory. Has Flash Funk actually ever been in a video game? Not that I recall. Yeah. No, I don't. No. Like thinking yeah. of like the two K games, I don't remember seeing him in that. I don't remember seeing him in like Here Comes the Pain. I and think it's going been... further, like No No Mercy or WrestleMania two thousand or anything like that. I think it's because the sort of the imagery they hear that he has that he's been wow, wow, nice. Um, he's been laid off a few times in mm. wrestling because of um his love of marijuana. And that's got his in got him in trouble quite a, a few times. So I think I mean again you can put R V D has been in most of the video old two K games back in the day. Um, uh, but um yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Flash hasn't been in any of those games because mm. he does like the talent. weed weed. Yes. Yeah, we've actually. I think we may have even done a few ECW with him, like the old mm -hmm. ECW. I know he was a part of the uh, 
Actually, from memory, I think he was the one that Shane Douglas beat when Shane Douglas yes. became the NWA champion. Yes. Um, and then christened it the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. But he's a very good ECW talent. Had some great matches there. So we just saw a couple of chairs as well, too, vacant chairs a few moments ago. And they were for the Hart Foundation. Was that right? It's funny because I actually, when I was watching this for the first time in a long time the other day, I'm like, oh, is this ECW? Because it was, again, only a few months earlier, that's when ECW invaded Raw. And you had, you know, Vince, oh, you had Vince bring in Paul Heyman and had that face off there with Jerry the King Lawyer. I thought, oh, is this the event where, you know, there's that thing where they acknowledge ECW? And then I thought, oh, no, no, it's the Hart Foundation. But yeah. I think it was King of the Ring, 95. That's the one when I was in Philly. And the fans had chatting ECW the entire time as that one's going through. Sandman with the beer. Sprays it was, it was Sandman. Up. Yeah, it was Sandman, Dreamer. Dreamer. Who, I forgot who what else it was there, yeah. Oh. China just leveling. Look how jack she is, man. Yes. I, I, I'd let her hit me around. Just, you know, boss me around. I probably had it coming. You just wouldn't argue, would you? You just go along with it and go, yep. Yep, dinner's ready, dear. Oh, what would you cook, Al? Eggs. Eggs and, <laughs> just, eggs, and, eggs and steak. Just protein. Protein. Just, just uh, all it costs because I just want to keep up with her. And I don't think, too, she actually even wrestled. I think it took her, like, I, I'm trying to think. The only time I remember her first stepping in the ring might have been the whole corporation thing. You know, when she was leaving yeah, yeah. DX and fighting against them, might have been the first time she actually competed, but there was never like a mixed tag where it was like Triple H in China takes on Molina and Goldust or something like that. Well, we remember seeing in the China, I can't remember the name of it. I think we spoke about the actual documentary that came out, uh, was it last year or the year before? And it was like China's last days. And they actually, during the actual um, documentary, they actually show footage of her when she was younger, before she was signed to WWE, while she was doing all her wrestling matches against other women and when she was on the mm. indies. And um, she still had the same look here. She had not had her cosmetic change just yet because that didn't hit till 1999. Oh, God. What a forearm. Yeah, he sold it well, too. Yeah, like he died. Yeah, no, China was a really good talent. Like, I think I, yes. I think we've touched on it, too. Like, I really would have loved to have seen her win the championship just one night, even if it was just a one-time thing. And I would have loved to have seen it, even when Hunter and her were kind of dividing up in the 99 era when he first became champion. If anyone would have dropped it to her, I think he would have happily done it. Um, I, would have I just loved think it would have seen... been a cool visual. Mm. I would mm. have loved to seen. I think we've discussed this once or twice on um, the show at one time. To give her the um, give it a title, and then later mm. on in the show, like we start for the show, she pins Hunter, and then go, and then later on the night he challenges her, takes the title back. It would have been cool. For just like yeah. a good hour or so, she's holding up the championship. Or she wins it on Raw, and then comes SmackDown. She has to defend it against the, him again, wins it back. So for those mm. past couple of days, you can get a couple of photo shoots of her with the uh, 
with the wing eagle. And talking about the wing eagle, guys, did you hear that rumor about that potentially coming back or tease to come back? No. Yeah. So with the no. return of Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, and how since, you know, the last time Cody was there, he brought back the original version of the IC title with the white yes, sir. strap. Yes, sir. He put up a tweet, no, an actual post on Instagram, a story a couple of weeks ago, actually just a picture of the Wind Eagle belt. And if you know what Cody's doing is Cody has declared that he mm -hmm. wants to become the world champion. It's the one thing he never achieved in the WWE. And people are saying, oh, well, maybe if he does win the belt, maybe he might bring back the Winged Eagle title. Because he did that when he won the IC. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've never been so happy in my life to be wrong about him. I am so, I was so excited to see him back in mm. the in the, a wrestling ring. I, in our previous show, I did say like, I think his time's up. I think he's going to go do some other stuff. You know, he's going to be be a movie star or he's going to go be a writer. So. I am happy to see him back in the wrestling ring. So it's cool. It's very cool to see him back. Oh. Oh. Big knee. Jesus, mate. Yes. Jesus, mate. Easy up. And I noticed this when I watched it the other day. It's almost like the camera view is actually the other way. Like the hard is. cam is the opposite. Yes, it is. Like usually this angle would be to the right, so the ramp would be to your left, where in this yep. one it's actually to your right. Yeah, no, I think we both actually talked about Cody in the last episode, thinking that I think I even said to you, yeah, I agree, bro. I don't think he's going to come back. I think he's yep. going to do movies, or if he does go back to the company, he won't actually wrestle. You know, he'll do more backstage stuff. But, you know, he's great talent. You know, it's a loss for AEW, but again, you know, it's like when you leave a job. Sometimes if you're not happy, you just got to move on. It's best just to move on. Mm -hmm. Think about the good times you had, leave on a good relationship and go do something different. Well, again, he's a he's a he's a newly made father, so he, mm. at the end of the day, he's looking out for number one, and that's his kid. So, as a dad, I totally understand that as well. And I think he's sort of set this; he's planted the seeds now, and in AEW, and now stepped away from it, and then just let this company now grow without him being there. Yeah, it's actually funny, like a like couple of days after he uh, made the return back, I thought, you know what I want to go watch on YouTube? I want to go watch the announcement when AEW first was announced outside the, the stadium there in Jacksonville. Yep. And to see how wrestling has changed from then, like you had, was it uh, SoCal Uncensored there? You know, Daniels no longer competes. And, you know, you had, uh, you know, you had Jericho come out at the end and, you, know, you see the Bucks and Cody all hand in hand as mates, and you can tell from what I've read. You know, again, reading's not the whole thing, but it does seem like that relationship isn't there. It isn't as strong as it was, and you know, him leaving the company didn't really help. But to think how close they were back in what yes. 2018, oh. 2019, and how things can change. Yeah, that was a bad bump. That speaking of heel kick, taking the page out of Booker T's book here. It's like he, he was going for the flare, the flare flip that flare used to do, but he just went too hard, too fast. Yeah, he did the Shawn Michaels. Oh, are we going to see a superplex? But yeah, so very cool to see Mr. Rhodes back, and he's actually playing, he's actually wrestling with some of his former sort of rivals from back in the day. 
Oh my god! You know, yeah, this is pretty good. Look at that. That was cool. Like, See that wrestling wasn't a back with body drop it was a full backflip. The match he had with um, Seth Rollins was fantastic, and then I think most recently he had a match with um, uh, Kevin Steen, um, Kevin Owens, which was good. Oh, pedigree. That's it. Good night. Jesus. Spiked Good night. him. Let's hear a song of joy. Hers- yeah, I Helmsley. think that's what Cody, Cody has had a few matches. He's had a Miz one-on-one, the Kevin Owens one-on-one, the Seth matchup, and then he's getting Seth again at WrestleMania Backlash. That yes. should be great too, so... Calling a bit of spots there, Hunter. There was just talking into his mouth, and the camera got onto it. He said something to China. I think he, he said, "Go and kill him, please." Yeah, here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at this. That's why. That's how I want her to put me to bed. <laughs> Bear time. Yep. Yes, dear. Oh, <laughs> it looked like he just died. Good on him. He sold really well and just just falls down. And the crowd loves it too. Look at Triple H laughing. Yep. But you can see how Triple H is changing here from being that you know that Connecticut rich boy. He's kind of becoming quite heelish. He's not doing like the William Regal, you know, when he always had his face turned up and was all pruned up. Yeah. This is the breakaway from Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and slowly becoming Triple H. Mm-hmm. And you think uh, too, he would actually have a a pretty big next month because he became King of the Ring. That is correct. That mm. is right. And he did not want to have the crown. Every time he had the crown, he just beat the shit out. He ripped it apart. And every time he was told, you need to take it out, every time he was like, no, I'm just going to wreck it again. Boing. Right in the cock, mate. No, just, just drops it. He's fully shouting, dude. He's... Yeah. <laughs> that, that clothesline. We're back. Yeah, you'll notice throughout tonight, they really cut a lot out, I think. Like, I think this was probably a two-hour show. And on the WWE Network, I think it's about an hour 46, but they cut a lot of stuff out, which would have been like the Super Soaker ad or a TV commercial. All that's been cut out of this. You get a couple of backstage segments, but you get no ads for any future events coming up. Here we go. There's some craziness here. Bit of action going on here, hey? I was, gonna say, I, was, I was about to say, mm, action. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Oh, yes. A Shamrock promo. <laughs> this is so awkward. Did you watch this? How awkward Yes, I love is? it. I love this. <laughs> this. Look, when do I start now? Or, oh, yeah. wait. I'm focused. It's I'm so awkward. Mankind Invader will not change me for my zone. What happened? Oh, that's right. Here we go. Earlier tonight, Vader. Oh my God! Look at me. I love how you just hear mankind uh, 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 the whole time, just yelling every punch. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's the promo. That's and All then right, it will be time to knuckle up. That's it. Still, one of the funniest guys I've seen on the old TikTok is um, Mr. Uh, Ken Shamrock. Very funny. Some funny stuff that he puts up. And because yeah, I you spoke follow about, him, I think on um on an old episode, I think you spoke about the choke out video. Yeah, he, put, he puts his uh, mm. grandkids to sleep, which is hilarious. 
Now we got Mick Foley here, one of my faves. Mankind. The battle scars on his arms. A couple of chunks of hair up the front that'd be missing. And just really quickly as Foley's yes. coming out, what do you think of the stage there? The old in your house stage? Still love it. Mm. I do. I liked it at one time when the NXT brought it back for a bit and it was that that was a bit of fun. I don't know if that's gonna continue or for the you know, with this new NXT look. Um, but I um it's cool. Because uh, I was at the mm. first one or the second one they tried to sell a house. Um one of the first in your houses. Oh god, oh god. Fireball in the face. Jesus, mate. Yeah, look at that. Oh, it still makes me Uncle laugh. Paul. Like whenever I see fire, I just think of what Hogan and Warrior. Hollow and Havoc ninety eight. I can't do it, brother. Just wait. Let me let me get it together. Didn't Hogan end up like burning his hand or something? Like taking He ended up singeing his eyebrows off, his own eyebrows. He was meant to burn Warrior and he burned himself. <laughs> Shit. But it, like as quick as he lights it, it just goes out. And it's like and then Tony's like, Oh, what's going on here? And then Warrior's really selling oh, it down and you're like, What the hell is this shit? Look at this. That said... looks real as that one. Wow. That. His, his whole face is on fire. Oh, Undertaker, you're you're burning the bacon on my face. The fat, the fat. Here we go. Yeah, it's interesting here. It kind of makes me think of like, you know, because Bearer had people like Goldust and Vader and Mankind with him. It kind of makes you think of what um what Jimmy Hart, Dungeon of Doom style, like all the kind of weird gimmicks being put together. That's right. We've got Rocky Maravilla, guys, the, the former Intercontinental Champion. He just lost yes. his belt, I think, a couple of weeks before this event. And this is kind of the early stages of what we would see of the eventual heel turn within the next few weeks and move across to teaming up there with the uh, Nation of Domination. Yes, this is the the blue chipper right here. The the rock talking to himself in the third person has not arrived yet. This is the rock that we see in uh, the young rock mm. in that TV series. Do we actually get that in Australia? Because I haven't even searched for it. I believe it's on a streaming service called Binge. Oh, I know Binge. Yes. Okay, yeah, I don't have. I know that one, uh, but I don't have it. It's quite pricey. That one's like fifteen bucks a month for that. Yes. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. You smell what the rock is cooking? This is not his song. He has a new... <laughs> rock is cooking. Yeah. So you think he debuts in November at Survivor Series, becomes a sole survivor in that matchup, mm-hmm. within three months wins the IC Championship. Mm-hmm. So his first title within his first few months in the company. And that loses the belt. Um, I don't think who he actually lost it to. Because it went from Triple H to The Rock. So you can, who's, I think it's possibly Owen Hart might be champion here, I think. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. And then these two, in a couple of years' time, will have all-out wars towards each mm. other. Yeah. Real hardcore wars. And then they will tag together and become like an the duo that you never thought you would see 
and they would come together and win the tag titles and become some great entertainment for us. Yeah, well, you think of the, what, the Royal Rumble 1999 one that we've actually done, guys. You can check it on the TPK vault. We did a live watch along to that match, and yep. that's just brutal as well. That was also covered in the Beyond the Mat episode that we did, where they document yes. that match. You think of what, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. They had that other matchup. That was the last man standing. They had halftime heat for the yep. WWE Championship, and some of the most brutalist chair shots I've ever seen. You know, in that matchup, like using steel stairs and announce tables, and just a great, a great war. But as you said, you know, the Rock and Salt connection. You know, late 1999. You know, multiple time, what tag team championship reigns, and then what eventually turned up at WrestleMania 20. You know, against Evolution. Mm-hmm. One thing that takes me back to, it was the end of the uh, 83 week run for WCW, where on a tape show. Mankind beat The Rock for the WWE title thanks to Stone Cold Steve Austin because Mankind had DX alongside with him and the corporation were alongside with The Rock and that was the end of the 83-week run for WCW for kicking their butts mm. because they we should, we should do that show one day we should, I would love to do that mm. the butts in the seats yes They'll put some butts in the seats. It did Shivanto. We all turned over. And some people never came back after that. I'm just thinking, too. Like, I just dawned on me just then. I'm like, hold on. We just did this matchup two episodes ago when we did that Raw. We made the ladder match for the championship. I'm like, that's right. Yeah, we did the night after um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre back in February where Mankind lost the WWE Championship to The Rock. And that set up the WrestleMania 15 clash with Stone Cold. Sure did. Hmm. And even like looking at this too, we went back to our parents' house recently, guys, for a family gathering. Yes. And again, both Alan and son and my son have located the toys and they found the old WWE figurines. And I actually found the old mankind, this mankind here that you actually had on an old figurine. Yeah, the old hand, the old one mm. had like a sort of a hand that was open, the other one had the manacle claw style. So you can actually put it near the mouth and, yeah. Oh, nice trip over there. Yeah, some of the stuff that Rock does in this match, you're like, what? Like, <laughs> there's no way he's doing it today. Like, Rock ain't throwing no. drop kicks today. But just the how he was a pretty agile talent for a big dude, what, about 280, 270, yes. 280. Doing some, like, even his cross body, the back cross body he does, the drop oh, kicks. Oh, cannonball. Jesus. That was fantastic. Always makes me laugh whenever I see Foley do the cannonball. Was that one? <laughs> was it Paul Orendorf when he threw him over the guardrail and how he spat around? <laughs> like, how did you do that? He went from one guardrail to the next and then landed on his feet and then fell down. Only Cactus Jack could do that. Truly fantastic. Yeah, recently uh, I watched the Vader matchup from what is it, Saturday night, WCW Saturday night, where he power bombs him on the bloody concrete and it's just like, okay. Splat. <laughs> no one could just stop the mastodon. Mm. No one could stop him because he was just a huge dude. Because it's like in the stage center there where it's the old Saturday night, and it's like that's how the main event ends. And then like all the EMTs come out, all the fans they like yeah, like clapping, and you just see Mick Lyon there almost dead as Cactus Jack, and Vader's just posing with Harley Race, and you're like he just killed him. He's dead now. 
It's the dead man over there. Cactus Jagger Manson, there's no more. Mankind's squealing like a pig. Jesus. Yes, true. Um, Jerry Lawyer talking about Foley being a father. Because uh, a couple of years removed of the Kane Dewey uh, yeah. fun over in ECW. Man, that was Because I think um, I think Dewey's almost close to our age, I think. I think he's yes, middle he to late 30s, yeah. Yep. Yes. Man, it, I don't think it, I've ever asked you, what's, uh, yes. what's your favourite gimmick of Mick Foley? What's your favourite face of Foley? Oh, Mankind, definitely. Um, I always like Cactus Jack as well, too. He's a bit of fun. Dude Love was always sort of a, uh, for a bit of a cheeky, cheap laugh, some of the stuff he would say. Um, I loved when Foley came back and he was the, the commissioner uh, for the WWE. That was some fun times. And then he got fired, thanks to Linda McMahon, and the worst kick in the dick ever. Um, you're fired. It was like, well, okay, now you're a bad person. But back in WrestleMania 2000, you were like, best of buds. Okay. Wrestling logic is in the grand. And then he but came yes. back, what was like the Raw Commissioner, wasn't he, with Stephanie? Like more in like the 2017 time when he was all bearded up and long haired up. and Yeah, I don't really remember that. Um, mm. But then we've also visited some of the times. Oh my God, rock bottom on the. Jesus. Oh my God. Just slammed him. This well, he wasn't calling it the rock bottom here. I think he was doing the. Uh... I think they just said like a one hand slam, modified yeah, like, one hand slam. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying about Foley? The one th- you didn't like that time? No, no, no. I remember there was a great time you've introduced me into Foley being in um, TNA, Total Nonstop Action. Yeah. Which was great. Never seen thing that's hard slam. That's got to hurt. It just bounced. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think the Foley return more recently, I think the probably the one biggest flack that I think people remember him for was being the one to introduce the 24-7 title. And everyone thought that night he came out with the bag, oh, yeah, he's bringing back the Hardcore Championship, and then he brings out this green and gold belt, and it's like, this is a 24-7 title, and the people are like, oh, okay. It's, it's an internet an internet championship match. Uh, sorry, belt. Can you say belt? Can we say championship? I don't know what to say anymore. Well, I, I always like saying belt, but they always say, well, that's something that helps pull your pants on, so your pants don't fall down. Yes, purely that championship was made for YouTube. It was mm. made for the network. It was made for the social media, the Twitter, the Facebook. So, and if it's and it's going to give people out there some TV time when they're running after the person with the championship. But as soon as Dana Brooke got the title, everyone was sort of said, no, no, no. So. I think is. from memory, too, she's like the longest serving champion as well now. Oh. Like the one to have it for the longest duration. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. He's dead. He's fucking head off. That was Jesus. fucking awesome. <laughs> you ready, Mick? Huh? Bang. Close on from hell. That was fantastic. Good on him. Can oh. you see that gold sign above Rock's head there? What That's it says? his finisher. Was that, I, didn't, I, heard, I saw Sonny. Was it Sonny? It says, Sonny, please sit here with an arrow pointing down to the guy's head. Yeah, don't blame me. And uh, whatever's going on with her, 
I don't really want to get into it, but I hope everything yeah. sort of just. So, oh, hang on. Oh, Mandible Claw! Mandible Claw! What a counter. That was cool. Night night. Look at the fans. Look at the fans. They're, they're cheering this. Good night. Here's the elevator music. But yeah, whatever's going on with Sunny right now, hopefully she uh, tries to move on. Try mm. to do something what's best for her. It seems to be whenever she seems to be going good, she just falls off the wagon and then something else happens. But Yeah, just something yeah. more happens. But, uh... Here we go. Watch this off the top rope. And he's like, not to the... how far he actually jumps too. He Look did. at that. Like Half the ring. Like you said just before, the rock of today could not do that. Mm. And he could try, but he ended up falling on the on the actual wrestler and crushing him with the bloody mass that he is now. Look at those shaved chunks on Foley's head. <laughs> yeah, that's commitment to your title, mm. to your um your character. And this is at this time over here in the states. It's actually Mother's Day. They're actually celebrating. And here we go. We've got the Nation of Domination. Is Crush. Oh. Jesus. Like a right. gut buster. Yep. And you got a nice little pay there, um, old man Brian Kendrick. <laughs> old man Brian Kendrick. He looked like Brian. He looked like Brian Kendrick. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, Heart Punch. Heart Punch. Dead. Undertaker oh. talking about this fella in his Hall of Fame speech brought a tear mm. to my eye, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were very close. And even like, <clears throat> funny fact, if you even look at how Crush is here, he actually mm. looks like Badass Taker. He does. Yeah. He does. One, oh, shit, look at this two. guy. Who's With this the stocking guy? on his head. <laughs> With the stocking. Oh, my God. The nation of domination. And you got the rappers too. Listen to those guys rapping yes. to the song. I love it. <laughs> I can't remember what their name is. They had a specific name. I think it's on the back of their jumpers or their jackets. Uh, I'm finding yeah. out. All right. Because this would eventually, sadly, be dropped for the future. But they would continue to have yeah. the nation of domination. Here we go. I found it here on Reddit, guys. Yes. Someone's wrote, who were the white rappers in 1997 version of the Nation of Domination? Mm-hmm. And someone said, I was watching the Royal Rumble in 1997 and swear the one with the mohawk was an active wrestler, and I'm kind of thinking that he was in ECW. So some people have said, what some of the comments? Some are saying it's you PG-13, the, the tag team. Yep, yeah, that's it. PG-13, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Going, Zeri, fist up, Tom. Huh? Fuck's sake, put your yeah, fist up. I'm doing it, I'm doing it too. Yeah. No, you went, huh? What's going on? By any yeah, I support means him. necessary. I, su- I support our father here. Look at him. Farouk, for, for a minute down, I thought you said, oh man, Johnson, I'm like, I, I don't want to call him daddy. 
because if, if you call him daddy, he's like, yeah, you know what that means, boy. You come over and kiss me on my hot mouth. Now, their names were yeah. JC Ice and Wolfie yeah. D. Wolfie D, yes. What are you meant to say? Something about Armour that you remember. No, no, Mark Henry. Because the quote I just did, it was from Harun Kumar, guy at Guantanamo Bay. I think it's the movie. And Mark Henry's in it, and he's talking. Well, one of the fellas is having a, um, like a conjugal visit. And Mark Henry comes out with his shirt less and he goes, Would you come up, get off that video call and come and kiss me on my hot mouth? And it's like, Okay, here we go. Okay. It's fantastic. Here he comes. Harman Johnson, the big T, the man who took the T off Booker T. Man, Johnson. So this is actually a, it's a handicap matchup, but it's actually been done in reverse where instead of all three taking on Johnson, it's actually one-on-one first. The stipulation being if Johnson beats all three, the actual nation of domination will disband. Mm-hmm. And if you've been watching that year, like the 1997 year, his whole goal was really to take out Farouk. They had many matches. Mm-hmm. I believe at that year's WrestleMania, they had a war of attrition matchup. Or mm-hmm. I think he teamed up with LOD, I believe, and had like a massive... What street fighter had a noose? I think at some point in that matchup. Mhm, mhm, that's right. Got Clarence Mason there. Yeah, I was about to say that's Clarence Mason, who used to be with um, Bulldog and Owen Hart at one time. Oh, oh, hey, Gorilla. What's up, Gorilla? No, I, can I ask you it? to do one thing? Can I get you to do? <laughs> Uh, gorilla telling them to go away, but can you just you can swear? Right. Yeah, <laughs> tell tell me what he's saying. To, what's he saying to? I'll him? turn it down. I've had enough of this right here, boys. I'm been sitting over in the gorilla position. We need to move this fucking on. So I don't care who the fuck is wrestling. Get the fuck out. I I'm, I'm just sick of it. Get out. Who's wrestling? Congress Mason. Are you going to wrestle? No, you're not. Okay, PG thirteen. You're not. Okay, you need to go now. Leave. Leave now. Is you know, is Dino Brown here at that time? Yes, there he is there. Looking like a character out of uh, uh, Welcome to America. Coming to America. <laughs> you know? The royal penis is clean. I don't give a shit. Who's going to wrestle? Who's getting in the ring to take on our man Johnson? Leave. You're still here. I'm still talking to you. Come on. I've been selling, sitting on my ass the whole time in the, in the gorilla procession. That's what they named after me. Clarence, I don't give a shit. Keep walking. Keep going. The Royal Penis is clean. Keep moving. Welcome to Welcome to America. Here we go. Here we go. And crushes in the ring. Are Good you happy? Job, Alan. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I throw that you a fish. So I throw you a fish. Uh, you perform very, very good seal. I just loved how Sodio Vega goes to him. No, I'm just standing here. What? Do I have to go? Oh, I didn't realize that was. I didn't realize that was Savio at that time. Man, I should have some. Oh my god, scissor kick! What the hell with the opposite leg? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Johnson, he's so scary. Man, look at these dudes. They look like some a lethal team up there. And 
they preached at this time, this is very much like the Black Panthers version of the WWE at this time, where this mm. was quite a big, strong... And again, we're going back earlier days of... Um, of What was the name of the gentleman? Martin Luther, where he was basically, I'd rather use peace and using words to help um, help the world and acknowledge who we are as a people. We must use peace. Well, Malcolm X was by any means necessary. And this is basically the WWE's take on that, where you deal with it. Because it says here, like reading about the concept of the group, some members adopted Islamic names and yes. wore Muslim headgear. Very much what happens to some people who go to prison will do that. I was, it I says the extremism of the group's pro-black theme at times, yes. including the nation's salute and mm -hmm. Farouk's angry tirades on the microphone, garnered them as in, uh, excessive heat from fans in arenas, and Farouk often called himself the dictator of the nation. Mm-hmm. I still love it seeing the, the, the one kid uh, with the glasses and the white jumper when the, the nation and denomination are coming out on Raw and the one kid in the white jumper going mm. like that. It's like, yeah. good on you, dude. Well, it actually says here there was an actual nation of domination back in 1996, the original team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was with the United States Wrestling Association, led by PG-13, Additional members include Kanim Akawan, Sir Muhammad, Elijah, Barakas, Shaquille Ali, Randy X, and Queen Moshana. I have no idea what that team was. Barakas is the fellow that came in later on in WWE, didn't he? He's that jacked yeah. up dude. He was a big yeah. dude, wasn't he? That was the one thing, too. They didn't have a lady um, at this time because wasn't uh, Miss Jackie, because she's the only African-American wrestler I can really think at this time that was actually taking bumps. She mm. was on the other channel, wasn't she, with um, messing around with uh, Disco Inferno? Yeah, I believe, yeah, that timeline, 96, mm. 97, yeah. Mm. I, I, every time that our man Johnson wrestles, his trunks always go over his butt crack, and uh, they really he needs to fix them. Yeah, I was actually going to say... They get it gets higher and higher as and the matches go on, and it definitely shows that he uh, he has someone who has he's got a personal ass shaver. <laughs> I need my ass shaved before I come out tonight. Yeah, no Do you reckon shaved or waxed though? Oh, uh, oh, he's a big man. He probably gets it waxed. Yeah, mm. doesn't come back for a while. Jimmy Cordero says our referee here. Isn't it is, Oh, sorry. Yes, it is Kyoto. My, uh, I really need to put my glasses on. Is Kyoto still with AEW? I believe so. Yeah. Cool. He's still there. Cool. I'm so I'm reading here about the nation. wrestling in a while. That one, guys, hasn't watched wrestling since ECW. So. Mania. Mania. No, I'm probably the same. I haven't watched anything. I just, I'm all read it. I just, I'm been so busy with work. I will just spend my nights reading it. Um, and if it's worth, you know, checking it out, mainly the pay per views I'll watch. But when it comes to like weekly Raws and SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, Impact, I'm like, no, nah. <laughs> I'm committed, but I can't do it all. So. Oh my god! 
acting like a bloody 205. Oh, yeah, that's kind of sad. Cruiserweight. Let's say Cruiserweight. 205 is now dead. Oh, my God, dead. What's it called now? NXT Next Level Up or something like that? X Division. No. <laughs> What's he doing, Crash? No one's coming down, brother. They're under... Gorilla said, you need to stay the fuck up there. I don't give a shit, Savio. Oh, he's going for a hot punch. Me, Mark Ellis. His shorts are definitely riding up again. Yep. Say no to Craig. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. What in the mouth? <laughs> what a spinning heel. Holy shit. Now, thinking too, like Crush doing the heart punch makes you think of Mean Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like Mean Mark. He looks like American Badass Taker in 2000 with like the black gloves, the denim jacket, the denim jeans, the biker boots, the mm-hmm. long hair, the beard. I'm like, that is Undertaker. Look at that. I didn't realize that he actually has a, um, a, a face tattoo on top of his forehead. Mm. Oh. Two, Jesus. three. Savio Vegas coming down. Yeah, he's limping. Yeah, because he supposedly got injured at a hell show, I think, leading up to this one. Jeez. What a legend troop in there. Oh. Yep. Please protect him. Please. <laughs> it's just, please, please. We're not asking for much. Just... I know how old this show is. This is from 1997, dude. But come on, protect the brother. You know, come on, man, fix up your buck, right? fix up your cheeks. Come on, fix it up. And when Off was the, the last time we saw Sovia? Wasn't he at the what Taker's induction at the uh, the or the smack or the Survivor Series? Didn't he come out to the ring there when Taker was finishing up? And I think they may have even actually shown him at the Hall of Fame. I think he was there in the crowd for that one. That was interesting to watch the Hall of Fame. It was basically straight after a SmackDown. So you mentioned that night you're going to watch a SmackDown show, and then oh, also tonight we've got the Hall of Fame, and we're going to have the Undertaker come out and give a 45 minute to an hour uh, PTA um, type of speech, which just, I loved. Just walk up and down across the ring, back oh, and forth with the headset microphone. Just talk. Just, that's all we wanted. Mm. That's and um, if they do it in the future, get him on a podcast. Telling, mm. I'd sin. <clears throat> I would subscribe to that. Like no tomorrow, where you're just gonna he comes and sits you know, for an hour, and he just t- tells the stories from the old days. Oh, I wouldn't we, be surprised it's coming I'd, soon because Foley's got one coming soon. So I'm looking forward to that one. Mm. Just sit down. I don't need to hear about. Oh, geez, exposed turnbuckle. Yeah, it don't, I'm I don't say, when did the buckle know. get taken off? I think Savio took it off. Kyoto did it. Yeah, bloody bastard, working with the, the nation. <laughs> Come on, Just man. Does, does a salute. And it frukes. <laughs> right back at him. Oh, stomp on the head. Look at the bum cheek. Look at that now. That is like it's it's getting wedged in and it's wedging. Cheeky wicky. Cheeky wicky. Yeah. <laughs> Next to be seen, a bit of brown eye will be winking at him. Hey, doll, look, I'm cheeky wicky. <laughs> Go inside. Okay. Go inside. 
pretty outside, pretty outside or something. You're doing the gardening or something. I'm like, oh, drop my trowel. Oh, look. Whoa, what the hell? Oh, fuck. I'm trying to think. I don't think we've actually oh. ever covered a Sogi a Sovio match. Like, I think he was in the Rumble we did back in '98, I think. Mm. But I don't think we've ever watched any of his stuff with Stone Cold Steve Austin or the strap match he had there, or even his feuds with Scott Hall and you know Sean Waltman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is probably the first time we've had um, Savio on our screens in a proper match. He's probably another one too that was actually probably never in a video game too. I can't recall that he was. Maybe like the creative calls that were made back in the day for each. I'm going to see what game did come out this year though. What were they doing? 97. Mm. Mm. All right, what did we have? So you oh, had yeah. WWF Rage in a Cage back in 93, and then you didn't have yep. anything until Attitude in 1999. Yep. yep. You had WrestleMania, the arcade game, in 1995. Mm-hmm. You also had... Oh. Yeah, so there was a massive gap. So really there was nothing from like 96, 97, 98, and then you got, yeah, WWF um, Attitude, 1999. When did we get WCW? Here we go. No, we actually had we actually had WWF in your house. It was a PlayStation, Sega, Saturn game, and also Ooh. PC game. Cool. Yeah, it came okay. out in December of 1996. Nice. Just like WrestleMania, In Your House is not a wrestling game in normal sense, as it, it was heavily influenced by Mortal Kombat. <sighs> Very nice. Savio Vega just then looked like uh, Austin Theory when he took the stunner at Mania, where he just bounced. Just springing. Yep. It's... So the game only had 10 playable characters, including Bret Hart, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, as well as new additions, including Owen Hart, The British Bulldog, Goldust, Ahmed Johnson, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Vader, and The Ultimate Warrior, who was actually fired prior to the game's release. The in-game commentary was Vince McMahon and Mr. Perfect. That would have been cool. I want to try and find this now. I want to find a mod of it. I want to play that. Yep, definitely. You still haven't got um, 2K20? Not yet. I'm definitely keen, but I'm waiting for it to get cheaper. That is the same thing I am doing. I don't care if I have to wait. I'm not in a major rush to get it immediately. Because I think digitally it's oh, about a hundred bucks still, isn't it? It's like still ninety nine ninety five on the PlayStation store. Well, you like can just still a get standard it. game. Yeah. For a minute there, Savio, if if Whoa. the woman there with the stripes, oh my god, come on, ref, just, just shove the dude over with the chair. Yeah. There, come on. Um, if Savio hit the super kick onto Armand Johnson. If Armand Johnson had ducked, he would have hit that woman in the striped shirt with a super kick. Luckily, he did not. Bischoff fears McMahon. You see that sign? That's cool. Because mm-hmm. I think from memory, it was uh, a Nitro this actual month, I think, or maybe even April. 
<clears throat> where Bischoff actually called out Vince for that match yes, at Slamboree, I think, from memory. What was what was going on on the uh, on the other channel with uh, WCW? Good question. So Savio Vega's been disqualified. And King's trying to say it was all a setup so we could use the chair to weaken him so now the remaining member can get a shot. And we all know who the remaining member is, and that is Farouk. Uh, Okay, do you want to know what WCW was doing? Yes, please. They had uh, Slamboree 1997. Nice. Main event was... Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, and Kevin Green defeated Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Six in a six-man tag team match. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. One, two. Oh. Ahmed with a cradle. Actually using wrestling maneuvers. Look Mm. out. And also, talking about that Mick Foley toy, uh, we said we found the other day, I found my Farouk toy. That's right. Because I actually had this Farouk one that actually had the hat on with the actual mm-hmm. collectible figurine. Um, was there anything else big on that actual uh, Slambury card? So your co-main event was uh, Steve Mongo McMichael takes on Reggie White. Yep. Uh, we had the Steiner brothers took on Conan and Hugh Morris with Jimmy Hart. Oh, Dungeon. And we had oh, Ming dungeon versus days. Benoit in a death match. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Sullivan was part of that, helping there. Because mm. that was during that time, I think it was, with the... Uh... Oh, no. Oh, no. Is this it? Going for the plunge. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 oh. Armin looks hurt. Selling that back. Yep. He's so over. Look at the fans, too, when he did that. <gasps> Look at the fans just all jumping up. Mm-hmm. Excitement. Mm, he's a, he's a, he was a good talent, like scary, <laughs> but he was over. Oh. Just tackle yes. that leg. That would get you this. off the field if you did that. Oh, Dominator. Jesus. Good night. Nice, we, were, uh, we were having a, a laugh the other day in the uh, one of our podcast chat groups about the Farouk dominated to Jeff Hardy that time on that Raw. Where <laughs> he just like, it's a powerbomb slash dominator and Jeff just folds like an accordion. Fucks him up bad. It was yeah. so good. We are the nation of domination. Word to your mother. Well, he tried, didn't he? He tried, Johnson, but wasn't meant to be. I love that. Look at that. They all take a knee to him. Here, to help him with his cheeks. <laughs> just to see the hand just go, bing. Just, yep. There you go, baby. Sorry? You're... Uh, Jack, Jack Daddy. <laughs> what? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you're all good. Yeah. Kisses on the cheek. What? <laughs> he kissed me on the bottom. If any people out there love, uh, have ever watched a show, IT Crowd, you just got that joke. 
and he like, kissed just, me on the bottom. Just seeing Sorry, those two there, like that's our childhood. Just seeing those two there, like that real king there with the hat on. This Jim Ross, this was our era that we grew up on. Splat. Jesus. Two, three. Just it makes you it makes you think of what the natural versus Vader. Looking at that Ooh. match there, yeah. When he was Dustin Rhodes in WCW. Now, Leroy, you're going to take out my son tonight, so make sure you don't beat the shit out of him too much. Dusty would probably say, or he would probably say, he was talking back the other day, so you can beat the shit out of him as much as you want. You got Marlena in the in the corner over there. All we hear is Shamrock say, shut up about 50 times Sh- now. So. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to you. Just... Hey. I like your jumper. Yeah, yeah, come here. I want to tell you something. Come in. I want to give you a hug. See? Let them hug. Let them hug. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in. You want us to hug? Yeah, you want us? Yeah. That's right, <laughs> motherfucker. Come here. Jesus Christ. Jesus, what's the tackle here too? Bang! Oh, yeah. takes him down. Oh, oh! Loses. He's on Mount now. Shamrock on Mount. He goes holy. What the? Just cuts. Whoa! This fella. Uh, Vader, your nipples out, mate. Fix that shit up, please. You just see Todd just pop it back. Just pull it. We, ah, what are you doing? Helping. Jesus. I like to party. I play with the boy. I like to play. <laughs> like no, to... no, no. I like to play with Shamrock <laughs> and your boys and your boy oh. there. I like to party. When I'm Vader, I'm a party boy. Ken Shamrock is your name and you're a boy. I'll kill you. Jesus. Harry Vader. It's time. What is it time for? Yeah, baby. Back to you guys. This guy stinks. Fucking hell, help me. What do you think of his uh, induction in the Wrestling Hall of Fame? Mm. Loved it. Thank goodness, um, the son, he he saved it. I mean, the mama, I think she was trying, but he was actually quite entertaining. The, the son, he was like, hey, hey, mama, do you know what time it is? She's like, what do you mean, what time it is? And he starts doing the symbol of the V, and everyone's like, whoa, and the crowd doing mm. They're going to say it. Is it, time, is it Vader time? Yeah. I noticed the, the wife was trending for a different reason, I think, when she was presenting. Audacious. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she brought the, the hams and the yams. Yeah, you could, she could take it people's eyes out with those things yeah i'm like what's she saying huh like, i don't know yeah again that's what i'm talking <laughs> about the sun i was actually you know yes the they were there and we we're very and we we're very happy for that you can actually understand why leroy was very fond of her and you would have noticed on, the, <laughs> on that triton tron video you see eldo montoya was getting smashed by 
my Vader in that video. Up. <laughs> and I think Again. we should talk about that time we covered Halloween Havoc last year, where he powerbombed Nikolai. You're taking Nikolai Volkov. Do you understand? Deadlift. <laughs> You're fucking going up. What? Why do you want his shoulder and what neck? What do you mean I need him? to go up? Oh, shit. It's Vader time. Shamrock's music's different too. It's more like. Yeah, it's more like a 90s TV show than it is like his actual old. Like the song that we were Coming knowing. Coming down to the ring. Yeah. yeah. And he, 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 this thing didn't last for long too, wearing his. um, So, wearing his robe to the ring. Back in, you know, in a couple of years, he was like the hired assassin for the McMahons. Mm. To protect Stephanie. And, and I don't think to... I actually want to check out. I know something to wrestle with did a Shamrock episode, I think a couple of months ago, which I haven't checked out. I want to because I want to kind of hear his story and you know how they were able to get him from the UFC to come over to here. And hmm. yeah, that's a good episode. They actually discuss on um, his sort of his last tangent in the WWE, and he really wanted to get used more. And then next minute they go. Are you going to come to the the, the shows? Oh, I forgot. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, was it? And also, um, JR actually did a profile of uh, Ken Shamrock as well, too, which is a good listen as well. Because he was the actual, I think at the time, you know, head of talent relations, he was the one that had to sort of say to Ken, if you're not going to come in, we're not going to pay you. And if you continue to screw us around, I'm going to have to let you go. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. But they're literally oh. treating this as like a hybrid mixed martial arts slash wrestling match. This is the type of stuff they do over in Japan like that. Like like big dudes just beating the shit out of each other. Well, there's a thing called Pancrase in Japan. And Shamrock was in that also. Frank Shamrock, his half-brother, half also fought there. Yes. And yep. they said for this matchup itself is that the winner can only be done via knockout or submission. Mm-hmm. So there's no disqualifications, there's no count out, there's no pinfall, it's either Ooh. knockout or submission for tonight's winner. You must have used a Kimura on um, Vader there. I wonder if they said to each other during this match, is like, can we just like throw some live rounds at each other? Oh, they do. This, the, some of the stuff in this, the, the way Vader hits Shamrock, you're like, okay, like Shamrock's a trained fighter and he's selling for you and he's actually, you know, protecting you and you're just hitting him as hard as you could. He just missed a roundhouse kick there that could have done some real fucking damage to Vader's face. He's a jacked up dude. Look at it. Shamrock is just like a Vince McMahon dream of absolute, you know, zero percent body fat, just absolute mm. wrestling. He's trying to lift him. No, Vader's smart. He's got those ropes. Well, looking at my notes here, at this time, Shamrock's professional record was 23 wins, 5 losses, and 2 draws. His last fight was against Brian Johnson at UFC Ultimate Ultimate 1996, and that was on December 7th, 1996. Uh, And then he joined WWE. And he wouldn't go back to MMA until 2000, where he joined Pride in Japan. Mm-hmm. 
he just scored himself uh, a couple of, if this was um, Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics, he just scored himself some very high points there. And that's the thing too, like <clears throat> Pride and Pancrase, there was almost like no weight class. Mm-hmm. Like there was no heavyweight down to lightweight. There's like, they used to have open weight, which was like anything. So you could have a guy like Shamrock, you know, maybe 250, 260, taking on a 400 pound dude. Yep. And it's like, off you go. But Pride itself was known to almost be scripted to a certain point. Yes. Look at this, they're actually promoting UFC. Yes. Down the bottom there. Jerry Lloyd giving JR shit about it. Ooh. It's funny, too, because do you remember years ago when the UFC was first being up for sale, like the old UFC? Do you remember Jesus hearing Christ. about who one of the uh, potential buyers was back in the old time who wanted to buy it? It was a Vinnie Mac, wasn't it? Shane. Like, Shane McMahon, sorry, yes. Yeah. Yep. And that's when uh, they saw that, that raw underground, uh, under, underground yeah. started. Yeah. During COVID, yeah. Yes, I think Alan. I think you were just screaming at the German suplex. I think that just happened. <laughs> it took me right back to uh, the Nikolai Volkov um, dead um, deadlift powerbomb. That thing was fucking amazing, and, and Vader took it well. Like he was mm. protected there too. Like he didn't land on his head. Yeah, this this type of match on paper, you think, oh yeah, oh shit, look at those. Oh, headbutt. Oh, oh. Those headbutts. Look at that. And they're full rights, too. Rights, lefts, gut punches. Oh, look out. We've got an ankle lock. Ankle lock. No. Oh, wow. Vader. For a big dude. Mm. Yep. Not, uh-uh. Not today, motherfucker. You ain't breaking my leg. <laughs> You're still laughing, motherfucker. I can't, you can't help yourself, can you? Not today, motherfucker. <laughs> not today, motherfucker. Not today. Like, shit, did JR just swear that? He just did, too. Yeah. yeah. He did. But what's he doing? It's like talking Le- to him. <laughs> with his uh, hand we can hear you, Leroy. You just yes. imagine what that ring and those trunks smell like right now, eh? Delish. <laughs> That was good there. Ducks to the left, ducks to the right, goes to the... Oh, wow. He's a shamrock with a back elbow. Oh, here we go. Headlock. Going for a guillotine. Yes, got the guillotine. Oh, shades of China. Kick in the belly. Watch this close line. Oh. Oh. Good lord. Just going to... Going for like a modified like Americana or Kimura on the back shoulder. But like yeah. how the fans just cheering. What does King say? Welcome to the World Wrestling, wrestling Federation. Fan. Watch this. Watch this. He just lifts him. Yep. And then close like just meat. Meat <laughs> on meat. God, he just whiplashed him. Yeah, I went back and watched, uh, what was it, one of Vader's not best moments was the Shawn Michaels matchup at that SummerSlam. Shawn's gone for an elbow drop, Vader oh. doesn't move, and Shane just 
just Sean just jumps on him and yells at him, almost spits on him, and it's like, oh, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Triangle. You gonna lift him up? Almost like the Hell's Gate, hey? Take his yes. over. Yes. Yeah. Now, Vader can get out of this. He just has to lift him up. Just one arm. Look at this. He's gonna do it. I hold my hand. Oh my. F- oh. <laughs> Oh, brutality here. Well, you're a fan of Vader in what? WWE Vader or WCW Vader? Um, WCW Vader was like uh, a murderer, a monster. Mm. Like, he was a legit scary dude. I mean, that's fucking scary what he just did there with Shamrock. Jesus. But they didn't really know how to use um, Vader properly, sadly, in WWE. Yeah, but um, he he stints in WCW some scary stuff. But you know, luckily he came out and helped coach and gold dust, and then fell over on a steel chair. He fell <laughs> like, fell up the fell up the ramp or fell down <laughs> the ramp. What was that taken on Batista or something? Wasn't it Batista? That's it. Batista yeah. versus Coach and Gold Dust Invader. Yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering at that one time was Coach going to become like the new Paul Bearer or something, like totally oh, white face. Hell. <laughs> oh yes. Oh. Geez. Yeah, did Slammed he actually? It. Did he? That's right. Did he actually just make him like you're going to fucking take this? I love how he just flexed it and said, "That's right." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. See, one of my early memories of Vader was the helmet. Remember that in WCW was seeing the helmet with the steam coming off the front. Like, was it the Mastodon helmet or something like yep. that you would have? Yeah, that was cool. That was a cool feature. Yeah, Vader's got the nose. His nose. Like, he's the dude doing the most offense, and he's the one bleeding. Yeah, he's been the shit out of him. Shamrocks um, is just all in. Shamrocks is all internal. I love that when Vader does that with his whole body mass and just uses his two hands just to, like, just crushing. Just to get off me. Just get off. Yeah, just like, I'm going to use my full body weight here. Yeah, I think I Shamrock. talked about it on a, uh, a future episode. Or not, actually, no, an old episode I did where I covered the Edge versus Vader match from an old Heat. Yes, and That was have. like 98 Vader, and that's when Vader was kind of, you know, it's time to go, and... It was a very sloppy match, and he was really rough against Edge. But Edge goes back at him during the matchup, and you're like, yeah, this is an old time for him. Oh, yeah, yep. Okay, that nearly broke the buckle. I mean, we saw Hunter at the beginning of the night like get absolutely fucked over with the uh, the ropes there off that tam- turnbuckle. Did you see that thing with Lashley recently? No. Lashley was taken on Drew McIntyre over in the UK <clears throat> for just a WWE live show, and the rope snapped as he was getting Irish whipped and just went toppling over the top rope. Oh, was he hurt? Was he all right? He sold it, got back in, did the matchup, and then when they did their second day of the event, Lashley comes out and purposely pulls the rope really tight to check it, does a thumbs up to the Smart. crowd. All good. Smart. That's good. But they reckon the snap actually came from McIntyre because he went the other way. And as they both went uh-huh. back, it snapped the whole corner of it. But it looked really scary. Like, it could have ended really badly. 
at these shots. I know, especially that forearm shot. The, do you see the ring? It just, the ring shook just moved. It just it moved. Shook. It shook and moved. So is this the co-main event? Because we, or is there another match after this? No, this is it. This is co-main. You can understand why. I mean, I think at this time when I was, I was watching this, I was like, maybe six whiskeys in, and so it's a bit of a blur here. Mm. So I don't really. Oh man, where are you going? Watch the crowd just get up for it too. They're like, "Where's he going? Is he going up? He's going up." Okay. <laughs> Look no, at he's him going to the up. top. Look at him. He's going to the top. We're going to see. Holy shit! Here he goes. Oh. No, he lucky he'd used the maybe his head, but the full mass of his body did not connect. It's almost like they really do treat this like a mixed martial arts fight because it goes for about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which is a standard for a UFC contest, you know, five five-minute rounds. I love that the way they continually put his, um, keep his guard up because that's yeah. what that type of style. Oh, but he's also fight. not, he's not, he's not checking any kicks though. Yeah, look at, holy shit, Shamrock. That was uh, cool. You're taking this move, all right? Yeah, you're <laughs> fucking going. You remember Nikolai? <laughs> He's my mate. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking here we go. His legs would, would be so bruised after this too. Are we going to get an ankle lock? No, no. Up Boston Crab. And that's the thing, like leg kicks in MMA is some of the most dangerous things. Like a leg kick can just fuck up a knee. Like, if they hit you perfectly, your knee could be stuffed for, like, years because the cartilage, the bones, yep. leg kicks, like, oh, cringy just the, for what they can yeah. do. Back in your old podcast of the Mr. MMA, we, the, sort of the live cybertask uh, cast that we used to do, we used to watch the live event where just, like, Jesus Christ, brutality. Mm. Man, those forearms. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was like almost like an overhand that, right. That's a that is an Evander Holyfield. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, counter. That was. Oh wow. He gets him. Jeez. You, what do you think of that ending, though? Could he have sold the the right a bit more? Um, I think they wanted to make it sort of make it look real. Yeah. Because, you know, but yeah, again, the continuous shots to the thighs and to the legs is meant to make him go, yep, I'm going to attack. I'm going to tap out. Um, I would have made him tap out. I would have, like, put him to sleep. Like, put mm. him in a uh, reverse neck hold or something. Oh, my God. Mike Tyson is a coward. Wait a minute. Well, to think, what, within the next year, he was at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Mm. Jeez. He's over here, too. Look at the fans all getting on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was it. That was, I thought that might have been, like, the Jesus, ending Jesus, mate. Like, I just think they should have sold that a little bit longer. Like, they should have maybe had Vader walk around for a bit more. It just felt like Shamrock's awake now to do the like the ankle lock was just a little bit too quick to transition from yeah. that shot to that. 
what a fucking match. That was cool. Yeah, that's the co-main. I think that's actually... But you think that's like 13 minutes, and that was a fight that entire time. That whole match happened. A lot of meat on the slap. Slapping of the meat. Some good old brothers slapping some meat. And if you're wanting to sync up, guys, I think we're, what, in 116 now? Have you bought 116.20 yep. or so? Yep, I'm exactly on that point right now, bro. And we've only got about half an hour left, guys, and the main event's coming up shortly. That's right. And that is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Dead Man. Oh, oh shit, that scared me. <laughs> It just keeps going through the uh, rail, through the people, <laughs> through the just parting. <laughs> and the thing too, like Shamrock's tenure was really only two years. When you think mm-hmm. about it, it was like ninety-seven to ninety-nine. He left in August after that feud with Jericho, and then what? Yeah, right. went back to MMA over in Pride, and then I think went back and fought Tito. I think in two thousand and two in the UFC, and then total non-stop action. Yeah. Back here, that was June of that year and what became the NWA champion. Mm-hmm. What? Do you want hey, to give was... us your uh, your best Austin hero? All right, hang on, let me turn this down. Well, I'm going to say right here, right now, is I don't care about Bret Hart and the, and the goddamn uh, 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 Hart Foundation. But the one thing you should do is listen to my, uh, come and watch my program, my podcast on the Broken Skull Ranch. We sit here around, we drink. We drank some more. I got some great talent on here. Most recently, I'm going to have Cody Rose. I got to go now. See you later. Bye. Just throws the belt down. What are you going to do about that? That's my belt. (laughs) Stunner. Jesus. Very cool to see him back at Mania as well, too. Hmm. And we discussed that. I think we both, you and I, thought maybe they would do a short program. I wasn't expecting a good 15-minute full-on fight, but it was fantastic. Same. What a chokeslam. He just launched him. Mm. Black shoes, <laughs> blue jeans, and a black T-shirt. That's me. That's now. it. <laughs> that is me now. If I could have an Austin 316 shirt, I would love to wear that. I think, looking now, I've got my black work boots on. I've got denim jeans on and my black TBK AEW shirt. How can I don't know how can you be? How can you wear jeans while you're podcasting, dude? What do you mean? You're going to be relaxed. You're going to be sitting on your ass for a while. I've got tracky dacks on, man, and you've got shoes on. Yeah. Are you guys? Are you going somewhere after this? You're going to drop off an Uber or something? To be honest, I forget half the time I'm wearing shoes. Oh no, dude! As soon as mm. I go home, one of the first things I do is. Shoes off. If I'm wearing jeans, they're going off, and I'm chucking on some trackies. I'm, and again, I've got this big ass um, hoodie on me tonight because it's down here right now. It's very chilly down here in in uh in Melbourne. I'm like, no, I'm going to be real calm <laughs> and re- chill and relaxed. I'm going to be. I had the uh, the awkward son moment the other day when I picked up my middle boy from school. Yeah. And I'm again, I'm working from home a couple of days a week, and I had my hair tied up in my bun. I had my glasses on and a cardigan because it was cold. And I forgot when I picked him up, I was still wearing the glasses and the cardigan. And when my son saw me, he's, he's, his mates going, that's your dad there. 
and he goes, yeah, like he just looks so disappointed. Like you, you could have wore a hat, you know, you could have not wore your glasses and you could have just wore a jumper like other dads, but you wanted to wear a Carnegie glasses bun. And I also had a, uh, a coffee. I had a uh, light cappuccino and I'm waving to him and he's like, I don't want to go to the car. I'm like, all right, son, love you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> It's the idea of a parent is sometimes in life to embarrass your child. Um, I think I do enough as a, my son finds me hilarious when I try to be embarrassing. Again, my son is a lot younger than your son's, so um, he still thinks I'm cool. I'm not looking forward to the day where he thinks, oh, jeez, my dad's embarrassing. I'm, I'm just going to walk away from him. And if that happens, I'm going to cry. It'll probably make me feel sad. But, um, yeah, I can understand yeah, I where think, your son's uh, coming from. If I did see you walking down the street, I'd probably walk on the other side of the road. And it's just, nah, not right now, bro. Why? Cardi, yeah, there's no need to wear a cardigan. Just, just wear a jumper, wear a hoodie. You know, wear a blazer. There's no need for a fucking um, cardigan. Well, guess what, guys? Alan's birthday is coming up soon, and someone's getting a cardigan, I reckon, from me. You've threatened this for the past how many years we've done this show? About five years. And I keep telling you, don't do it because I'm not going to wear it. I don't want it. And here comes the dead man, guys. It's the Undertaker. What's the cell here? Lights come on. Oh, very nice. And also the broadcaster's favourite referee, Earl Ebner. Yes, sir. Let's talk into our shoulder. Let's talk into our shoulder and let's sell some T-shirts, eh? With me, Broski. That'll be the downfall <laughs> Stone, for Cold Steve, Undermaker, Ahmed Jackson. <laughs> so, Sabal. Sable Bim. The Nation of Destruction. Austin Rocky 3, Michaels. Austin 317. <laughs> Good old bootleg. All right, guys, we're at main event. We're syncing up at 1.22.22, and it's Here time for our main event. Here, Here they go. come. It's the Heart Foundation. Look at Pillman nutbag here. Look at him. Brian Pillman, Owen Hart, Davey Boy Smith, and, oh, and Bret Hart in the wheelchair. See that? An actual fan tried to grab the crutch off Neihart in the back there. That would be the last fucking thing you want to do with Neihart, because <laughs> he will shove it up your bottom. Go on then, take it. I dare you. Come on. Because he would fuck you up, he would. While they're getting their seats together, would you like to know some trivia about this match? Please do. So it says here, it was the first WWF pay-per-view appearance of Jim Neihart since Survivor Series 1994. Okay, I did not know that. It was also the first of three pay-per-views in the month of May, main evented by Steve Austin and The Undertaker for the WWE Championship. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Didn't know that. So this, so this event took place in May of 1997. Yes. They also did WWF Over the Edge in May of 1999. Mm-hmm. And they Remember also that. did WWF Judgment Day 2001. 
in a no holes barred match for the championship. So two of the actual three were for an actual championship. Undertaker is wrestling with the belt still on and the jacket still on. Nah, he's out. Oh my hang whoa, what the fuck? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So no one actually touched him, he just went after him. Nah. Take this Owen. <laughs> this is him on my fucking neck, you understand? Yeah, yeah you motherfucker. Oh, uh, Undertaker here, no dye in the hair. It's, uh, it's gone through the um, the red hair. Yeah, he's looking like Crash's, uh, what, Crush's brother. He does, doesn't he, eh? Just a punch for Davy Boy Smith right there. Jesus. And just thinking, guys, I actually said that was, uh, I was making a joke there that Austin was going after Owen because of the neck. That was actually this year. It actually hadn't happened yet. It eventually Austin... happened in the next few months. Owen 316, I just broke your neck, was mm. soon to come. I believe it was a SummerSlam, I think, but the, yeah, that devastating pole driver. I think we've covered it at one time, I think. I love uh, that no, Austin. We, we covered the return match at Survivor yes, Series 97, but not the actual injury. Yes, that's right. We saw it in one of the packages. Hmm. Oh. Jeez. And it's still weird watching Austin with just one knee brace. Yes, I know. Because yeah. the knee brace has got thicker and thicker, and he just became less, like his movement was so limited. But these two working together was always great. I've always loved always. these two working together. You know, the whole McMahon, Helmley regime, you know, the Ministry of Darkness. Power trip. The, yeah, the American badass they faced off. As you said, the power trip, you know, with Hunter and Kane was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've just been doing it for years. Mm. And it just makes me feel old as shit because both of these men right now are um, retirees. Yeah. They've hung up their boots. They've hung, I mean, Austin did, um, did have a match. And again, The Undertaker did have his um, Hall of Fame speech. Um, but yeah, just no one lasts, no one's career lasts forever, and it just shows that these guys have given us so much entertainment, and that now it's time for them to do what's right and hang up the boots and look after themselves. Even to think too, what some twenty-five years later, and as you just said, they were still involved with WWE this year. Yep. You know, twenty-five years after this matchup. And I think from memory, I would have been 11, so I would have been, what, early high school, I think? You would have been high school as well. So, hell, yes. even the world's changed from this time period, but... Major. Major. Hmm. What's that? A cold day in hell with a hot can of whoop-ass. Ass. So you got to say ass. Whoop-ass. What, with A-R-S-E? Yeah, there we go. With a hot can of whoop-ass... I believe there's another match I think you've talked about wanting to do one day, which was the Backlash match. Remember when they had that one-on-one with Flair as the ref? They wrestled. And it, yeah, it was like a 30-minute, 35-minute like classic matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think... Um, yeah, was it? trying to think if it ends in a bullshit way yeah or um because i remember the undertaker wins it but i think he cheats to win and he holds the ropes and flair didn't see it 
and that's yeah, sort of continue the uh, flare. Yeah, Taker's and... getting the Taker's getting the pin, and Austin on the two count puts his foot on the rope, and Taker that... knocks it off. That's right. So that's the flare's right. on the opposite side and doesn't see it. And as you just said, it was really just to do Austin Flair, and that's what we got the middle of that year. And then what Flair turns heel, joins with the Big Show and the NWO, and then took on Stone Cold at Judgment Day in a two-on-one. With the Big Show. Yeah. Yeah. That did not make a lick of sense because back in the day, Flair would never uh, work with the NWO. Mm. You know? He was a horseman. The horsemen and, and the NWO were always butting heads. But again, he's using the Big Show. So, yeah. It's funny because it's like, even that year Ooh. when he did the draft, like, Flair drafted the NWO. Like, why would you draft one of your biggest rivals to the company or to the show that you're trying to run? Like, wouldn't I, you just give him to Vince and let him run with them? I think that was probably the reason why I think it was to get in Vince's head. like, well, I've taken your lethal injection now. I'm going to take it off you. And they didn't know what to do with it after that. That was snake bit from the beginning. Mr. Hart here. Oh, he, oh he's reason. Oh, no, he's smiling at some people. He was like eyeing at somebody then. Oh, how you going? Hey, hang on. Uh, Bret Hart, you know, best wrestler <laughs> in the world. Yeah. But I also think, too, like that timeline that we're talking about with the whole Flair and Austin, that's the same year that they wanted Austin to take on Brock in the King of the Ring qualifier. Ooh. And Austin said, stuff this, I'm out, and then left. That was that time period. Who are they getting pissed off at? Somebody. What the hell? Don't <laughs> scare the shit out of me, though. <laughs> What's his name? Bloody Anvil's telling me to sit down. I sit down. Davey Boy Smith as well. I would definitely be there. Like Brian Pillman, I'm like, man, you've got a gun. I'm going to stay away from you. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh. Whoa, look at that. Austin. Yeah, oh, Jesus. That's. X Division. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> what is the X Division? It's a way of life. Some slaps from Austin there. This is always cool. Look at that. Nah. That's how you do it. Look at this. That's how you do it. Look at these shots. Look at that left, right. The best one was that time with Mankind. Remember his head just whiplashing back, back, and back. Yep. I think that was their SummerSlam clash, that one. They actually got some security next to Hart now. Good idea. What? Jesus, Bulldog. He's going off at somebody. He just flipped him off. Okay. And also, too, thinking we actually covered this matchup, too, but it was their SummerSlam 98. That was, like, years ago. We covered that, like, back in 2017 or 18, where we did, like, a four-hour SummerSlam episode where we covered no. the predictions, and then we did a really good show, that one. That was a good episode, that was. Mm. Austin. He, there's some... Oh... Well, Pillman's baiting him to come and hit him. Yes. And now they're laughing at him about it. Good night, Hart. That's the thing about Nyhart. I think, you know, Natalia's gone and said, like, he has that big, strong demeanor, but he was just a, a teddy bear. Like, mm-hmm. he, he'll hurt you if he had to. But as a family man, he loved his kids, loved his yes. family. And 
even hear how he went out. I think he had like he fainted or something in his home and had a lesion in his brain or something. But you know, he's again a guy that went across with Brett, you know, to WCW and they did the whole gimmick there with Bulldog and but to think what Brett's the only one left when you think yep. about it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh using that knee brace to scrape the uh Jesus. The face. What the Austin being a technician here and taking out the leg. I mean, smart. Yeah, remember it was one of those um, English shows. I think it was like Insurrection or something, or Rebellion, where Taker's ear got cut by um, Austin's brace or something and like almost cut his ear in half. Yeah. yeah. I think at the end of the night, I think supposedly he went down out the back and um, had a, um, oh, STFU. Du, 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 du. Peacemaker's move. He's fully putting on a good clinic tonight, Austin. Mm. It does it does soon remind me of that backlash match mm. where Flair was the um Yeah, I was actually honestly, like we were trying to decide what show to do this month, I was actually gonna ask if you wanted to do that, that backlash, but it would have been like two hours fifty, I think it goes for. Because that right. one's also right. the um Hogan Hunter main event. For the undisputed WWE title. The young become old. Mm. With the creed. Um, is it creed? Yeah, it's creed. It's creed. Yes. Would that be still in? It, I don't know if that's still on the network. Or is that now like changed? Because it's the like copyright song. music. No, still the, no, it's still the theme song. They still it, got it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I remember being so bummed when we watched that show because I'm like, I was so pro Hunter where he beat Jericho at Mania 18, and then it's like, oh, what? He lost to Hogan. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, Hunter's my guy. And I think you loved Hogan, and I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is the uh, Hogan at that one time where I was in love with him, and then uh, yeah, he had jumped on and got, was it he and Bubba? Love Sponge? Yeah. Dropping the N-words. And it was a week before, and it was a week after I met him down here in Oz, where he, he uh, met, you know, I did a um, a sign and the actual photo with me and my son. And then afterwards it was, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I think with Hogan, you know, he definitely uh, you know, wrote himself out the books with a lot of people with the stuff that he said, but they still bring him back. He's still a marquee name. But That yeah. money. Anytime there's a Seldy show, big time. Do you, so do you think The Undertaker is like for real done now? Like he's no more? We'll uh, never see him ever again in a wrestling made, capacity? It made me think when he said the line of never say never, it made me think that he was going to be the one to interrupt Seth Rollins at Mania. And I think yes. we spoke with that yes. in DM chat. I thought, oh, I reckon he'll be the one that comes out just to come out, chokeslam, big boot, do a quick spot. But for him mm-hmm. to say it and then have him not come out, I'm like, oh, okay, so you are leaving the door open. But then it really made me think, what would I like to see him do? And there really is no answer. Like I can't answer that question because I feel in my mind, Taker has done everything I would have liked to have seen him do. The Boneyard match was great with AJ great send-off. The presentation was great for the Hall of Fame. That's it. I'm happy to close that chapter. Great talent. 
enter into a podcast, that'll be fantastic. Start doing some meet and greets, that'll be cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to see him compete. What's your view? I'm the same as that. I'm looking forward to a time where he will be on a podcast or even like a, a, a show where he can sit down and just tell us stories. Maybe stuff he can't really talk about, but maybe it's like sugar, maybe sugar coated in a way and don't mention names and stuff like that. Just say, you know, an hour of show or an hour and 30 minute show of just telling us wrestling stories would be great. Mm. I definitely would sub to that. Are you talking more of like a Conrad Taker thing or a Taker of somebody else? Or I don't really mind. Hmm. Whatever's going. Austin for asking for a timeout. Yeah, either way would be great. They just ripped the In Your House logo there. They did. They did. And it's interesting watching Austin here because you really like, he is like Mr. Neutral. Like, he's a heel at times, but he's fighting against the heel. Like, Austin was right, that neutral, you know, vigilante kind of character. You know, disordering and running around doing his own thing, but going after a heel like Hitman. So it's like, oh, where is he? But again, this is just a few months removed from the submission match, you know, at Mania, where the the double turn happened, where, you know, they switched roles and Austin was kind of becoming more of a face. That's a, Jesus... Was it going to a figure four or something? Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh. Nice. Well, actually, in a couple of months to come, in, in February of January of 1998, Austin would be the marked man in the Royal Rumble mm. that we've also done in the Vault Guys. And again, everyone had their own factions. You had the, you had the Heart Foundation. You had the Nation of Domination. You had the, um, the Disciples of... Was it... The disciples of the apocalypse, yeah. all the factions, and Austin was going into that with no one. Mm. He was him against it. He was Austin against the world. Yeah, I love that poster. Wasn't it like the back of Austin's head with all the bolts and screws all coming out? Yeah, Mark Man. Yep, mm. that's one of our. That was a good show that we did. It was almost like two years in a row they did that that storyline because within '99 he was all against McMahon. And it was like, you know, Vince wanted people to get him out. The corporation was trying to get him out. Well, again, he is the man who does not, um, doesn't have a faction mm. at, that, at that time. He was a, either, he was a marked man because he caused a lot of shit towards other wrestlers. And they're like, well, we're not going to get him to win. And I think he's one of the only few guys that's a three-time winner. As well, yes. I think he was ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and then 01, which was the and one where he got Kane out. That was a fantastic oh, one. one of my favorites. Undertaker sidekick with a Harlem sidekick. What is going on tonight? All the big dudes doing like cruiserweight, light heavyweight moves. X division shit. Old school coming up here. It's the here we go. Oh, oh, nope. Oh, that could have ended badly. Yeah, I got I freaked out a little bit there. Thinking, please, <laughs> please land carefully, dead man. Be careful. The ginger dead man. Look at all that red hair. And the I think we've beard. touched on too. I think we both agreed that one of our favourite takey gimmicks was the Ministry. 
you know, the, the dead man. character with the full, you know, druids and the the full long coat and the hood. Yeah, he was he was scary then. Like he was a real yeah. scary character. It's like um, Hellraiser and Michael Myers all sort of got together and blended into one. Even though you know, Michael Myers didn't speak that much, but the actual demonic side of Hellraiser. Yeah, uh, it's very Clive Baker, Hellraiser. Yes. Like the chest piece, the facial hair, the music, the aura was very Clive Baker, you know, Hellraiser. All he, all he had to do was just walk around with something in his hand, you know. Jeez, that would have hurt. The jawbreaker, eh? People yeah. Stunner, but it was a jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those dudes have been going off all night, they have. Guns out. And... Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. That's what we're going to do, man. For those of you who are watching along, I think you might have to agree with me. The guy to the far left looks like Pete Dunn Butch right now from SmackDown. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I love that people were saying, oh, why did they change his name to Butch? It was like, guys, we had a Butch. We had a Butch back in the day. Way get out of here. Butch and Luke, eh? Butch and Luke. So, oh, come on. Kick. Did Earl I actually see him do it? He did do it. Look, Earl, I know you think it was a low blow. <gasps> it wasn't oh. See the crowd? Look at that. Oh! That was a show right you can to the dick. <laughs> you now he's a... I'll raise you this one. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You kicked it. Wait a minute, what? He flips oh, him off. What? <laughs> Very nice. Goozle. He's going up, Cole. He's going up. It's Goozle time. Oh. I love the cell, too. Look at that. Bam. The whole leg shaking as he drops him down. He'll have him with a couple of birds the, uh, to the rattlesnake. That's awesome. That was cool. Oh. Hung him out to dry on the neck there. Stunner. They're like, they're like waiting for the foundation to jump yep. in though. Oh, this and drops him yep. so good. Yep. What? Is this Pillman? Fucking psychotic man. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker! Hell, having to start dropping f bombs. <laughs> Just getting redder and redder in the face too. Where's Gorilla? Can we get Gorilla to come out? Marches down, Gorilla. Stomps him. Oh, look at those punches in the head. Yanking his hair, too. Big time. Tombstone! I love this. I love this match. Tombstone! Oh, no, reverse! Reverse! Counter, counter again. Here we go. Dropped him on his head. Look at the crowd. Awesome finish. Austin what? sells so well, too. The eyes roll in the back of the head. So good. Here they come. <laughs> We're in. The fans are getting in the ring. Jerry Lawyer says, Wait there, Brett. Just wait there. <laughs> yeah, that poor bastard. 
because something is going to happen to him now too. It's going to be hilarious for us. Oh, Neville. Oh, just takes out the referee. That's a fine. Yep. Look at that look they've got. All got denim jeans on, all got black boots on, looking like the shield. Oh, <laughs> um, oh shit. Um, hey, um, does any of you nice Americans want to help me? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> ah, ah, ah. He's down. Yeah. Look at the girl in the red heart shirt trying to help him. Leave him alone, Austin. Leave my Uncle Brad alone. Holy shit, he's got a crash. Run, guys, run. Jesus, Austin nearly hit the fan there. I know. Oh, he broke it. Well, there you go. What do you call that topic? Condom. <laughs> I think Owen's he, going up here. I'm he going he bloody knocked the condom off. Stroke slammed Owen. These two just had an absolute war, and now they're both standing strong together. But you know what I love, though? It wasn't a bullshit DQ finish, though, for pay-per-view. Like, they gave it a finish. They didn't DQ it. They let Austin take the loss. Oh, some the of them are me off. Yeah. Ew. Awesome. Right, take her. Here we go. Oh! Drops him. DTA, don't trust anybody. That's not Neuhart just came back then and went back up again. Oh, he's got the crutch. Oh, you want the crutch, do you? Come here. Um, wait. Wait, don't. Limping up there. Run, run, run. He's coming. Or oh, Undertaker's coming too. There's going to be a pandemonium in the back. Yeah, we're not getting no, no take of post-celebration. The smoke coming up. Here we go. <laughs> no, very yeah, awesome listen, show. Listen, listen, listen. Yep. Yeah, Did that's you hear what the, the that's said, Sue Rose Anderson, eh? Yes. Yeah, she's she a family. Uh, she's a family friend of the McMahon family. That one. Yeah. Yes. And that's it, guys. Awesome show. What's your take on that one, Al? Always good to do. Go back to the year of 1997 and watch some uh, some wrestling. Where at this time it was a lot of fun and uh, a very good choice, bro. So yes, well, I hope uh, people enjoyed. Coming up after this was actually King of the Ring, 1997, and just looking at the card here, we had Farouk and The Undertaker for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. We also had Triple H win the 1997 King of the Ring. Other matches on the card included uh, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, who were actually both the tag team champions at that time. Mm -hmm. And the Hart Foundation, which was Bulldog, Hart, and Nyhart, took on Psycho Sid and LOD in a six-man tag. We also had Crush and Goldust. Very nice. So just before we finish up this month, guys, we want to give a shout-out to not one, but two great wrestling podcasts. Check these guys out. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. And I know what you're thinking. Ugh, another wrestling podcast? How many times can I listen to fans beat up on WWE and AEW? Tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! I'm just as sick of it as you are, and that's why I created The Apron Bump. The Apron Bump 
is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. It's about making wrestling fun again. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, tying together over six different promotions spanning four different decades. And everything is chronologically in a timeline to really allow myself and all you listeners to live through these eras while having a good time doing it. Whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW, we even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday, or as some may say, bump day, huh? Yeah? Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Well, guys, you know what time it is. Alan's left the room, so I have to give a bit of a readout of our sponsors and affiliates. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. And if you check out RogueEnergy.com and use our promo code 2702 at checkout, you will get 10% off products. Next one I want to talk about is Luxie. So Luxie can enhance your performance with their analog grips. These grips can be used on your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Nintendo Switch. And if you visit Luxie.com and use the promo code BRO247, that's BRO247, you get a total of 15% off products. Up next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. Visit TriumphChairs.com and use the promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 10% off products. Up next is Clinch Gaming. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers that you can use on your Xbox and your PlayStation and use our promo code BRO247 on checkout to get 5% off products. Up next is Player One Coffee. So Player One Coffee developed coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creative developers, and just about anyone who really enjoys a cup of coffee. And lucky last is VictoriousEyewear.com. So Victorious Eyewear developed blue-white blocking gaming glasses designed to eliminate digital eye strain and help you maintain comfortable and focused. Visiting uh, VictoriousEyewear.com and use the promo code BRO247 at checkout gets you 10% off. So again, shout out there to Victorious Eyewear, Player One Coffee, Clinch Gaming, Triumph Chairs, Luxie.com and Rogue Energy. Alright guys, we are back and we're at the tail end is what has been a great episode for episode 129 and Wrestling Companion number 78. Any closing comments out before we finish up this episode? Uh, I'd just like to say yet again, thank you for everyone who's taken their time to download the show and uh, 
you know, we're in your car stereos, in your earphones. Um, hopefully, we're helping get everyone out. Yes, that dreadful virus known as COVID-19 is still around and it is still a bitch. So I hope it is keeping you guys, I hope everyone out there is keeping safe and doing the right thing and that we, Thomas and I, are keeping you guys entertained in the best way possible. Also, two shout out to our affiliate partners that you would have heard throughout the show promoting some great products from Rogue Energy, Clinch Gaming, and a range of different products that you can get discounts for. Again, you can check out our Twitter page to get those discount codes. You can also check us out on Instagram at the Broadcast Podcast. That's T H E B R O K A S T. And as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, all. Good night. Yeah, guys, thanks for sticking around. Now we're going to go back and listen to a classic TBK moment. I don't think my missus has ever really watched wrestling. Like, she knows who people are, like The Rock, Don Cena, but really wouldn't know anything yeah. about yeah, but they're, they're movie star boys. They spend most of their movies with a, sh- a ripped shirt, and that's all. And very much I know what your missus is into. What's that? Boys that don't look like you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> darling, wake up. Do you love me? <laughs> Do you love me like you love the fucking John Cena? You can call me him if you want. Ew, no. Go back to your show. I will. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I was just editing. I couldn't hear you. Sorry, I was just editing. I'm editing the podcast. You know the thing that makes me happy? Darling, do you love me? <laughs> I'm just having this history of your, your poor missus trying to sleep and you just like, Al, Al, I have to pause the show. I'm like, yeah, man, go ahead. Do what you got to do. Just gently rocking her, waking her up. No, hey. no, you're standing over her going, do you love me? It's like, what are you doing? Just <sighs> do turning, you on, turning on every light in the room. No, 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 no lights. Just the reflection of your phone in your hand. And this, you know, oh. of this light over your eyes, and she's like, "What do you want?" <laughs>